Hello, everybody, and welcome to the ninth episode of season two of the Coffin Corner podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Richie. Richie, what's going on, dude? Oh, you know, living that uh, post-week one, either sorrow from losses or riding high after victories and Unfortunately for me, it was mostly losses. Well, your your team won. I mean, it didn't look great. My team won. What's your team? But won? My, in fantasy football, I I suffered some some uh, close losses and some heartbreaking losses. And oh, mine weren't even close. That's okay. That's the uh, that's the heartbreaking <laughs> part. Well, the worst part was only one one game out of out of like seven leagues that I'm in. So you know that was that's super fun. But uh, you're right, the Commanders won, which is, I mean, it's always nice, but yeah, they, we'll get into it later, but they did not win in, in a very good fashion. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting game, to say the least, so. Oh, for sure. But it, anytime two of my teams play, it always is, because regardless of the outcome, I'm happy. I still remember going to Vegas to watch the Lions play the Commanders. That was a fun week. It was great for me. That was a fun week. But uh, <laughs> not so much for the Commanders. Ah, that's all right. And that was back when we both sucked, so it was kind of up in the air who was going to win that one. But was that not when they were on the stretch of of Stafford and like making the playoffs? Uh, maybe it was. Okay, so in I my own I... head, they always lose. So... <laughs> no, that's I fair. I, I feel the same way. <laughs> um. Well. Speaking of surprises, uh, that'll take us right into our top five for the week. And I wanted to talk about players that surprised you in week one. And now that could be good or bad. We, I left it open to either side. I don't know what you did because I haven't looked at yours yet. But I got a little mix of both here. So um, I did a mix as well because I looked at yours and I could tell that you had done a mix. So yeah, I also yeah. went with a mix. <laughs> All right. Well, well I'm going to start off with a kind of a surprise not a big surprise every whatever you're doing every time you do it your face goes invisible on the screen oh weird yeah <laughs> all right um so not a huge surprise to me but the the volume was the surprise to me but that is uh rams wide receiver puka nasua nasua i don't even nakua. know how to say his nakua there you go He's Kuka so, such a surprise that I still have not fully figured out how to say his name. But he, I I grabbed this guy in our Dynasty League to put on my practice squad because of the fact that I had heard both Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford say that he was going to have a huge part in the Rams offense this year. And I didn't realize exactly what that meant. But Puka got... 15 targets and caught 10 of those passes for 119 yards in his first game as a rookie. And I don't even know if he was drafted. Was he a drafted rookie? I don't know this name. Uh, I didn't even look him up to be quite honest. Let's let's see. I believe he went to BYU. I remember hearing that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Looks like fifth round pick. Fifth round yep. one seventy. Fifth round pick. I mean, that's not even that's fifth round picks are are well, 
Think of all the quarterbacks that have been taken in the fifth round. You know, the fifth round's not a bad round, especially for to get uh, surprise players. And uh, I think Puka's that guy. And when I was looking at his, I was looking at his stats because whenever I hear something about a receiver being a uh, being a uh, big in our offense, and he's a rookie, most of the time they're five foot eight, five foot nine, and they're guys you you. If you follow this podcast, you know I don't really like short receivers because they don't have long successful careers for the most part. He's six foot two. He is a big guy. And if you watch him on the field, he looks like a big guy. He looks like the prototypical big wide receiver. So I have really high hopes for this guy. I think a, he has an awesome name and B uh, in an offense that really only has Cooper cup. Um, He's got a lot of room to grow. So I'm really excited about Puka. Yeah, he, um, I, it's funny. I looking at Twitter and social media and everything. You'll see people that are like, Whoa, we've been, you know, I've been talking about Tua or Puka all, all off season. And, you know, I, you know, we told you Puka and I'm like, I listen to a lot of fantasy football radio. I don't remember hearing the name Puka Nakua at all. Yeah. Um, sure you did. But, guys. um, yeah, but no, he yeah, he looked good and you know, it's it's an interesting thing to see what will happen with Cooper Cup. Like if Cup comes back from IR, does that hurt Puka? Does Puka replace Cup? Does Cup miss the rest of the season? I mean, it's it's a lot could happen, but um he looked fantastic out there, yeah. And we all know Stafford likes bigger receivers mm-hmm. and he also likes to find a favorite target. Once he finds a guy he likes, he just keeps throwing to him. Oh. That is the one thing you can count on with Stafford. And the funniest part is he's always found that receiver that despite the other team knowing that he's going to get the ball that often, he still catches it. So things look good for him. And if Cup comes back and they even cut his cut his uh, production in half, five catches for 50-something yards is still a very good receiver. So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's looking good for him. Absolutely. Um, well, my my number one or my first one is also a receiver, but he was the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, that was Kadarius Tony. Um, obviously, you know, last Thursday against the Lions, he could not catch a football to save his life. Um, he caught one pass for negative one yard. I think he had five targets somewhere around there, and I mean, it was it was painful to watch. Now, the the thing that surprised me was honestly that uh, Mahomes just kept throwing to him. Yeah. I I thought after the the pass that ended up being a pick six because it bounced off his hands, I thought Mahomes would or or you know Nagy calling the plays, they'd steer away. But even in the second half, they kept throwing to him, and sure enough, he kept dropping everything. Um so I'm curious to see what happens on Sunday. If if he's still getting thrown to or or if they get other guys involved and he kind of falls down the, the ladder. But um yeah, that was uh man, it was painful to watch. Uh, but it was also pretty funny. And that his output might not be the biggest surprise of the week from him because they played Thursday, which means he had all weekend to watch football. Well, on Friday after the game, he was being trolled so hard on Twitter that he deleted his Twitter. Okay? That's not the surprising part. Sunday night, when the Cowboys were playing the Giants, he decided to try and troll the Giants from his Instagram account. The very thing he deleted 
his Twitter for. And I don't know why you are trolling anyone after the week you had. So that was the biggest surprise to me is that you delete your Twitter because people are trolling you. And then you go to your Instagram to troll despite dropping like four passes last week. I don't know. I, I, I'm like, what is the, are you a clown? Is Kadarius totally yeah. a clown? I, I, I kind of like that he went after the people that trolled him and then going after them because, you know, the Giants got humiliated. I, it's not like he had a, a position of, of authority. It's, you know, not, not so much that he was up on a high horse. It felt more like he was dragging them down to his level. Yeah, and exactly. first off, That's... you're going to troll professional athletes on social media anyways. Like, you deserve if they want to snap back at you. Like, just leave them alone. But, no, um, that's totally yeah, fine I, if he's getting trolled and he wants to snap back as people. But to snap back at the Giants as if you did anything in your loss, like, come well, on. Well, I believe, yeah, I think the, the people trolling him were Giants fans, you know, being like, oh, oh okay. you know, there's a reason we traded you and you're garbage and all that stuff. So it's like, hey, man, you want to go after their team and, and after they get beat up like that, like, I'm all for that. Like, it's fair play. All if you're right, going to be right, like that right. on social media. Someone else gonna come back at you, but uh, I understand it, man. Yeah, that was that was freaking. I'm just, I can't believe. But hey, credit to Mahomes. He never lost faith. He he kept giving him chances to uh, to catch a pass, and and he never freaking did. Yeah, just so bad. <laughs> uh, speaking of bad and sad for me, bad and sad at the same time. And that's DeAndre Swift, the Eagles running back. I had very high hopes for that first game, and. With Rashad Penny being a healthy scratch, I'm like, Swift's going to go crazy. Well, Swift didn't even really, he wasn't even really the starter for the Eagles. It was Kenneth Gainwell. DeAndre Swift wound up with one carry for three yards and one catch out of two targets for zero yards. Literally did next to nothing for the Eagles in his first yeah. game. I was that, that really hurt me because he's not hurt. Yeah, it hurt me too. Um, cause I actually drafted him in his league as my third running back. I, I still think he's very talented. The thing is, and it's funny because I, I, I was shocked on Sunday looking at his stats, but then I've heard this week that people talking about, well, the Eagles play on Thursday. So chances are they were resting him and Penny for Thursday and riding Gainwell, who incidentally is now going to miss tomorrow's game. So the only running backs they have tomorrow are Penny and Swift. I think Swift will be more involved tomorrow night, if if that is the case. If he's not involved tomorrow night, then it just begs the question, why did they even trade for him? Right. That's what that's what I was thinking after week one. I'm like, what what are we doing here? Yeah. Maybe. I'm curious to see what happens tomorrow night. But, yeah, if they just don't bother using him tomorrow, it's like, okay, so you just wasted a pick trading for a running back? Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. We shall see. Uh, my number two is also a running back. I went with Jerome Ford from the Browns. He's the uh, backup to Nick Chubb, the rookie. Mm -hmm. I was just surprised how much he was used. Um, granted, they had the game well in hand, so um, some of it was, you know, garbage time. But um, he, had, he had like 15 carries to Chubb's 16. Like it was. Yeah, anytime was not, you uh, get into the double digits on carries as a halfback, you know that the team is looking at them as a contributor. So. That's yeah, pretty huge. exactly. And the Browns are used to having Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, so maybe there is going to be more of a tandem there. But, um, yeah, that one was was more of just a, a a usage surprise for Jerome Ford. Yeah, that's uh, I was kind of uh, surprised when Dave 
picked him up to be one of his halfbacks for this season. I didn't even know the name, but here we are with 15 <laughs> carries and 36 yards. So that might end up doing doing well for him. So yeah, yeah, he might be uh, he might be a good complimentary back. Or obviously, if you have Nick Chubb, he's a great handcuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up for me is a guy I really liked on the Patriots as a receiver, and I was really excited for him when he went to the Raiders, and I was so glad to see that this this, this week. But that's Jacoby Myers. A really I I just if he had ended up in the Lions, I'd have been stoked. I really like this receiver. He went nine for ten. So uh, targeted 10 times with nine catches, 81 yards, and two touchdowns. He was going crazy in that game for the Raiders until he got hit with a cheap shot across the middle. Leveled. And uh, and got a concussion. So we don't know what he'll, if he'll be yeah. playing this week or when he'll be back. But uh, yeah, Jacoby Myers, I see big things for him opposite uh, Devontae Adams in in the for the Raiders that he was he looked like he was definitely the guy that Jimmy Garoppolo was looking for on every play and that makes sense too because I'm pr- was Jimmy there when Jacoby was on the New England I think Jacoby might be too young for Jimmy to have been there yeah I think he was too young I don't think uh I don't think they played together but um I'll check on that but yeah I agree that he um he was he looked great and that stupid cheap shot. Hopefully he'll he won't miss any time. But um, even if he does, hopefully it's only one game. I I saw today that he did not practice still um, because he's in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he will he will be back soon. I agree. Um, I hope so. He I, I yeah. I'm really excited to see what he does this year because he was good. He was good on the Patriots. Um. So I'm excited was. to see what happens. And he played with with bad quarterbacks i don't even think he ever had brady uh, like i think he yeah. he was never there during like the high patriots offensive time um well yeah. speaking of the patriots i went with mac jones uh quarterback for mac jones he was the third highest fantasy scoring quarterback this this week in week one granted joe burrow did nothing so okay. you know that's that's one of the expected ones gone but um solid game against the eagles who i mean had a great defense last year lost their coordinator lost some players so you know, maybe their defense isn't as good this year, but um, he, he looked good out there. He, you know, he, he, uh, not not blowing people away. You know, they still lost, um, but he played well, better than I remember him playing at all last year when he got benched. Yes, so what um, cracks so me up about can... this is that we were talking with our friend of the show, Dave. Friend of the show, Dave, before, the, before he scored all those points, and he... He had what Purdy, uh, Mac Jones, and uh, who's who's his third quarterback? I can't remember. But we're I like can't either, out yeah. of those three, I would definitely drop Mac Jones, and then Mac Jones goes out and has the third best fantasy day of the week. Yeah. Like, oh well, you know this is why you, Sorry. you don't always listen to us. He's still on Dave's team, so you know maybe he's staying there. But. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see if Mac Jones can can solidify the job and and be worth the first round pick they spent on him because um, time's running out for a lot of the quarterbacks in that draft class. There were like five first round quarterbacks in that class, and so far only Trevor Lawrence is left standing. So, yeah. Well, going off what you just said about Joe Burrow, he's actually my fourth one. Uh, Joe Burrow, Bengals quarterback, um, fourteen of thirty one. 
So 45% completion for 82 yards with a 20.3 QBR. Absolutely horrid first week of the season for him. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, he's basically doing what I was hoping that they wouldn't do like they did last year where they just start out absolutely terrible and then have to tear it, tear through the league the back half of the season like they did last year. So we'll see if they can pull it together this week because that first week, not good. And I picked the Browns to beat the Bengals, but I did not expect that. <laughs> so Yeah, that was, um, I you know, Burrow missed all of training camp and preseason. And honestly, he, he was playing like somebody who hadn't played football in two months. So mm-hmm. maybe just shaking off the rust. Um, but a couple interesting stats that Kevin Stefanski, the Browns head coach, I believe is five and one against the Bengals in his coaching career, or, or might be six and one now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's that divisional opponent. Um, the Browns know how to stop the Bengals. So we'll see if they can bounce back this week. Unfortunately, they're playing the Ravens. So they got another tough matchup this week. <laughs> yep. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. But I mean, when they're yeah, in the absolutely. division, they're in. Everything's going to be tough for them. So yeah, a very tough division. I mean, we, we talked about it in the offseason. The AFC North is is. I mean, they can all make the playoffs. The entire <laughs> division's good. So yep. uh, my number four is Tyler Algier, Falcons yeah. running back. Um, this is a good I'm one. I'm more. I was more surprised. Again, it's like Jerome Ford. I was more surprised with how many touches he got, how many carries he got. They spent a first round pick on on Bajon Robinson. Uh, Bazan Robinson had that great catch and run for a touchdown. And then in the fourth quarter, it was all Algier getting like one yard touchdowns. And, you know, he had a bunch of carries and, and was definitely involved. And um, I mean, I, I we know Algier, Algier's good. He was good last year. But um, for them to to have him that involved after spending a first round pick on a running back, man, I was that was surprising. But we do. I agree. It was surprising. But if you're thinking about think about how much rushing Atlanta did last year compared to their passing. And it's just like, yeah. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good point. They can't, they, there's just too many rushing plays to go to one running back or, or the majority of them going to one running back. So, I mean, it could be a, a 50, 50 split. <laughs> and here's the thing. Another fun stat um, in that game, they passed to their running backs one more time than they did to all of their other receivers combined. So it, it, it Atlanta is a running back driven team. So yeah. 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 Bijan Robinson had six targets first round tight end. Kyle Pitts had three first round wide receiver. Drake London had one. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, but that's, that's Desmond Ritter. He's just dumping the ball off to running backs all off. So, but yeah, Tyler Roger, he he could be involved all season. So yep. that's that would, that, something If you to manage to pull him in one of the late rounds, just hoping that uh, he would could do something behind Bajan, you are in a you have a smile on your face right now. Absolutely. So, uh, my last one is a uh, more of a surprise based on what you did last week, uh, and that is <laughs> Isaiah Likely, the Ravens' tight end. I think that you can go ahead and say that Marcus, or sorry, Marcus. Mark Andrews is Mark, not you get a uh, uh, giving a call it out his legal name. Yeah. Marcus Andrews. Yeah. Mark Andrews is not a what do they call him? What do they call a quarterback that's only good a system? He's not a system tight end. 
because if it's a system, I would assume Isaiah likely would have gotten more targets and more yards. Isaiah likely filling in for Mark Andrews, who's a very good tight end. One for one for four yards. Only one target to likely when Mark when Mark Andrews is out there, he gets close to ten. So yeah. Yeah. Giant. Yeah, that was um that was a late I think Mark Andrews was was announced out like Friday or Saturday. And um in like the league where I have Travis Kelsey, who obviously I need a tight end, and then there's a couple other leagues where my tight ends like Dalton Schultz. Um I took a chance on him. Everybody talked about how he played last year when mm-hmm. Andrews was out and was involved in the offense. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll pick him up and take a chance. And yeah, that was very disappointing. Um, but, and, and, you know, you're right about the system because they do have a completely new offense this year, new offensive coordinator, completely new system. So I'm curious to see what Mark Andrews does when he's back. Um, are they going to continue to target the wide receivers as much as they did? So, no, but yeah, that was, that was very disappointing. Um, I still I like Isaiah Likely. I think he's he he's very athletic and could be um, a talented tight end. But yeah, when you're sitting behind Mark Andrews, you're just you're not going to get a chance. Um, I think. And then my last up, one. I think you'll wind up with like a lot of those really good Colts tight ends, where you're like, if they went somewhere else, I bet they'd be really good, and just kind of yeah sit like Mo Alley Cox, right? Mm-hmm. That guy is a beast. Well, and that's. The backups, the backups on great teams could probably start on bad teams. That's yeah. That's just you know some there are just some teams that are super loaded. Um, well, my last one I did cheat a little bit, um, but you did say players, so I went with eleven players. Um, <laughs> and my last one is actually the entire Cardinals defense. Um, I watched the Cardinals Commanders game obviously because I'm a Commanders and a Cardinals fan. I couldn't tell you the name of most of the players on that defense, but I was very surprised at how good they looked. Um, Jonathan Gannon, obviously the Eagles defensive coordinator. I'm curious to see if he's just, he's good at scheming and making average players look great Um, because they were flying to the ball. They were aggressive, sometimes overly aggressive, like Kaiser White. Um, but uh, yeah, I was I did not expect anything out of the Cardinals this year, and then after that game, I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe the defense will at least surprise. So listening to the radio here in Phoenix, uh, talking about it, all, all the praise is going to Nick Rollis, their defensive coordinator, right? He's the guy that's that schemed up their defense. He's running something that I most people have never really seen. It's kind of like a five-one-five. He only had one guy, Kaiser White, in the middle of the field running five defensive backs for most of the game with five up front. So he is running a crazy defense that worked in week one. And Nick Ross, young, young defense, very young defensive coordinator that a lot of people look highly upon. And you're starting to see exactly why. Getting what he can out of that team with, like you said, players you can't even name and they they were just swarming the ball the entire game they were they were all over they were they were playing i mean they hit hard um they were swarming the ball yeah it was i mean obviously our commander's offensive line is not great um and sam howell is you know a fifth round pick in his second start so i don't think a lot of people are taking notice of how good the cardinals defense was but when you watch them you can see like yeah that's that's a physical defense like I was I was really impressed, and that's that's why I had to put them all on here. I was I got to give them all credit because, and honestly, because I can't name any of them. So 
I think the most fun thing to watch for this week is that if the Arizona Cardinals defense can even do one-third of what the Dallas defense did to the New York Giants, who they're playing this week, then they're in a good spot. Like, I would never have before – before the first week, I would never have given the Cardinals a chance to beat the Giants. But after what the Giants did against the Dallas Cowboys and the way the Cardinals defense played in week one – uh, it's going to be an interesting game against the Giants. So I'm with you. That was uh, was surprising considering the talent. That's the thing I love but, about early yeah. season football is that right now the Giants at 0-1 after getting blown out 40 to nothing look like the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> the And that could be true. We don't know. Or the Cowboys could just be very good and the Giants got extremely unlucky. And then the Giants come into Arizona on Sunday and just destroy the Cardinals. Steamroll the Cardinals, yeah. Yes, or the Cardinals' defense didn't just beat up on a bad commander's offense, but are a very good defense, and at least keep the game close or pull out the upset. Like, I love love early season football because we honestly don't know what teams are yet. Like, we think we do, but we don't completely know what's going to happen just yet. I mean, you look at the Bengals and Browns. Nobody saw joe burrow doing nothing coming mm-hmm. um yeah I, i'm and I'm, i wish i was going to that cardinals game it's like my parents are actually going because that i'm going to the cowboys game week three which there's no chance in hell the cardinals are going to win <laughs> um but yeah man sunday they very well could pull off a uh um a pretty awesome upset of the giants so yeah it'll be a fun one to watch all right well those are our most surprising players after week one uh moving into news obviously the big news this week is aaron Rodgers uh tore his achilles on his fourth snap as a new york jet four Um, plays is all it took for aaron Rodgers to go down and as much as we dog on aaron Rodgers and me not liking him as a person um it's hard you you really can't say that he's not a good quarterback or a great quarterback into for a quarterback. And I love great quarterback play, even if I don't like the person. Right. So to have one of the best that ever played injured that way and possibly never playing again, another snap in the NFL, if that's what he chooses, because at almost 40 tearing your Achilles tendon, is kind of a big deal. Right. So for him to go out like that just makes me really, really sad. Um, just simply for the fact that like he's one of the last old guard left in the NFL, right? And so yeah, we're at the point now where we are all into that next generation of good quarterbacks without any of the other ones left playing this season. Are there anyone yeah, left I mean, that are playing this season? No, I was trying to think. I mean, Roethlisberger, Manning, Brady, Rogers. Ryan, um, um, yeah, Matt Ryan. Um, I, I guess Stafford to me is the last one. Drew Brees. Uh, a lot of people don't consider him yeah. part of that group, but I do. Stafford's so, definitely yeah. in there, I'd say. Yeah. I don't um, think about him because he was gone all last year. But holy yeah, crap! I yeah. can't wait to now, talk Rogers about Now Rogers did one. say today that that he'll be back next season. He already said on Instagram he he doesn't plan to retire. So. Um, and I didn't think he would. There's no way he would let his career end like that. Um, yeah. But I'm on the opposite side. I'm it's, happy it's, he's gone. I'm looking forward to a whole season with no one talking about Aaron Rodgers. Like, I I can't wait. No, it's crazy to me that, like, 
9-11, game in New York. He's running out on the field carrying the flag. You know, everything is set up for just a, a massive, a massive uh, introduction to New York for Aaron Rodgers. And that, that's just, that's what happens. It's just sad. So. I mean, it's it's shocking. I, I am not saddened by it, I will admit. It did not depress me one iota. Um, and I'm so glad the Jets ended up winning an exciting game. Like, that, that the Jets deserve to win that game. You want, um, you but, want to know yeah. what does make me sad? The fact that Zach Wilson is now their starter again, and everybody everywhere is talking about who should the Jets get to start at quarterback. They're like, yeah, no one. Zach Wilson. They have someone to start at quarterback. Why are we even discussing this? Like, I even heard someone say, I think people well, they should just complete, they've already given up on Zach Wilson. They should trade for Matthew Stafford for this season. And I'm like, why would the Rams give up Matthew Stafford? What, what, what world yeah. are we living in here? When, and then where's Stafford going to go next year? Tom like, Brady to come out of retirement. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Tom Brady's just going to come out of retirement to play for the, the Jets. And yeah. then they were started talking about hilarious practice squad quarterbacks that could start for the Jets. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but Zach Wilson is better than any of the practice squad quarterbacks that you are listing right now to start for the Jets. What, what is this? What what are we being dumb right now? Zach because Wilson the narrative is around not Zach bad. Wilson is that he's a bust. What? Well, they've already decided he's a bust. That's the thing. Like the, oh, the narrative, God. the media has already decided he's a bust. So I did the same I'm thing to Baker Mayfield. And... I wasn't rooting for the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Now I'm rooting for the Jets. I want Zach Wilson well, see, to succeed. That was the, I like that was the that, team. that was the one thing that that came out of Aaron Rodgers getting injured is that I could go back to rooting for the Jets because I yeah, exactly. I love the Jets. <laughs> like I yeah. love Sauce. I love Keenan Williams. I like Reese Hall looked amazing. Reese Hall, I like uh what's his face, the wide receiver. Um Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. I and I like Zach Wilson. So I don't know, man. It, Just it, keep him away from your mom. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh yeah, your mom, not his. It's like it's not gonna never mind. Your Garrett. mom, not his mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Um yeah, but uh I, I'm I'm I I think Zach Wilson's gonna do just fine, but um, we shall see. Other injury, J.K. Dobbins also tore his Achilles and out for the season. Hey, who that was... one really sucks because that dude is always hurt. Do you remember waiver wire pickups I told you to get last week? Remember when we talked about in our tri tips three players that most most leagues they're available, and I said, oh yeah, Gus, Gus Edwards, Edwards because yeah. odds are J.K. Dobbins will be hurt at least once at some point this season. I didn't yep. mean to jinx him, but here we are. And if you picked up Gus Edwards after the podcast last week, you are in a good position. So it really sucks that J.K. Dobbins is hurt, um, mostly because that's Again. the guy I have on my dynasty team. And my dynasty team halfbacks, James Robinson, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Jonathan Taylor, all my big hitters are gone from my dynasty team. So now I'm starting. How did Isaiah Pachenko work out for you last week? <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it's, I, it sucks. It just sucks. For, I mean, that dude's just, he, he like just missed a full season. What was it, 20? Two seasons ago. Like, yeah, he then just he was cannot. like hurt half the year last year. Yeah. Hurt all it's, this it's year. It's so now. unfortunate. Um, Deontay Johnson out multiple weeks. They didn't give an exact number. My guess is probably two or three. It doesn't Which sound stinks like it's because too he severe. he did pretty decent 
in uh, game one before getting hurt. So. Well, I mean, the Steelers themselves did terrible, and we'll talk about that when we get into our recap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Deontay, he had three three out of his six catches, 48 yards. He wasn't doing too bad. But No, no he, was, he was there. He was involved. No. But, yeah, that was uh, – um, Luckily, they've still got Allen Robinson, who was their leading receiver. You know, in saw other, that coming. In another, in, a, in other news, another one of my halfbacks is hurt. Austin Eckler. Yes, Austin Eckler, which I haven't been able to. I know he didn't practice today, um, and they're saying he's day to day, and they'll know more by the weekend. And it's just, I don't know, man. It's so frustrating because. He had a huge game on, on against Miami in week one. And, you know, unfortunately, this is exactly why the Chargers didn't want to pay him because, you know, he's getting older and running backs start to wear down. Um, and, and the whole, I don't like not knowing leading into the weekend because, like, Joshua Kelly, I mean, he's, if, if Eckler goes down, Joshua Kelly is going to be fantastic. Well, Got picked up in most leagues. Well, I didn't pick him up. I picked up the other guy because that was another one I could have put in my surprises, and that's the rookie Kyron Williams. Oh, yes, yeah. Kyron Williams, I, uh, 15 carries, double digits, 15 carries, 52 yards, two touchdowns. Like, he, I drafted him in the Dynasty though. League. Oh, yeah, he's one yeah. year in. But, but I mean, still, yeah. like, I was surprised at how much usage he had. Even with Eckler playing most of the game, and Joshua Keller playing most of the game, and all no, no, of them no, no. having William, good Kyron, Kyron Williams is on the Rams. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but but yeah. Well, you are right though. Kyron Williams. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. 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 But um. Yeah. I. It's just something to monitor. Uh, Man, I feel Eckler's dumb ankle. now. Yeah. I keep getting the L <laughs> eight. I was what when I was watching uh, Red Zone last week. I was confused the entire time because the helmets and the colors of both LA teams look so similar. Yeah, I mean they're both blue and yellow, different shades. <laughs> but the jer- the jersey combinations they wore last week, they looked the exact same, and I think that's what oh, confused me with this because I was like, "Yeah, that's that's <laughs> embarrassing." It's okay. You weren't wrong. Kyron Williams did get a lot of usage. We'll talk about that uh, when we recap <laughs> we'll that game. We'll get there. Um, Chris yeah, Jones back in Kansas before, City. Before you said that, I was like, how did Josh Kelly, Kyron Williams, and Eckler get that many carries? Because I know they all had over 15. <laughs> I'm like, that just doesn't make any sense. And then you're like, Kyron Williams is on the Rams. Right. I thought you were just excited to talk about another like, no. running back we didn't see coming. No. <laughs> the confusion I was, was like, really... like, yeah. And I was excited because I I drafted Kyron Williams in a lot of leagues because I don't I don't think the Rams like uh, Cam Akers very much, so um, I was I was happy to take Williams and he he paid out week one. But um, anyways, yeah, Chris Jones back in Kansas City signed a one year deal. That's good. Glad he didn't do it before week before one. Before so the Lions didn't have to play him. No. Yes. This isn't really news, but I just wanted to add it. Uh, Chase Claypool should be inactive the rest of the season or cut. Um, if you had not seen the compilation of plays on social media of him quote unquote blocking on Sunday. Um, that dude is out there earning a paycheck for literally standing around. Uh, pathetic. Wow. Just get him, just bench him, get him, get him off the team. I, I ridiculous. Um, Tariq Cohen. This is pretty cool. Tariq Cohen has missed two years of NFL action. He tore his ACL MCL and broke his tibula. 
in 2020, 2021. And then before his comeback, tore his Achilles in a private workout, missed another year. Um, and he signed to the Panthers practice squad. I just think that's a cool story. Happy for the guy. Um, that's he cool. Was always, he was a very, he was always a fun player to watch. He was he was a little explosive kind of gadget running back, very short, um, but very fast. I don't know how fast he's going to be now after all those injuries, but just cool to see him be able to make a comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I mean, look at these uh, stats. Let unfortunately, me just drop this and Bill's wide receiver, Mike Williams passed away at 36, which he's a player. I remember, um, he, I mean, he was never, he was never a huge name, but I remember Mike Williams. So I just wanted to give that a 36, man. Uh, that's so young. Yeah. It was a construction hard, accident tough. too. Like so unfortunate. Well, the thing about his family for sure. That's crazy. Yeah. But we're going to look at Tariq Cohen's stats. Oh yeah. I had brought them up because I just remembered him a good being returner. very, very um, involved in the bears offense. And that is, here's where I remember. He never had more than 450 yards rushing, which, you know, he was never the starting running back, but in 2018 and 2019, 71 catches, 79 catches. Yeah. Massive catch machine. One, he's like a he's when I think of Lions like halfbacks uh that I really like that were not the starters, I think of Theo Riddick, the Riddick train. <laughs> Mr. Catch. <laughs> Terry Cohen was a lot like Theo Riddick for the Bears for a long for those at least those four years he played there. So I hope he gets the chance yeah. with the Panthers. That'd be really awesome to see because I really, I liked him when he was on the bears, even though I don't really like bears that much. <laughs> uh, he was a very exciting player to watch for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, hopefully um, he'll get a chance. I mean, the Panthers besides Miles Santa and Chuba Hubbard, I don't know who else they have. So, you know, why not uh, sign him to the active roster, let him return a couple kicks, see what happens. So, yeah, for sure. All right, so we'll go um, right into right. our week one Thursday night football foreplay. So I didn't have mine ready last week, so we'll just cover it again now. And I have this week's ready, so we'll have them ready for the current week going forward. But I wasn't able to do it. And because I wasn't able to do it, I completely forgot about us agreeing on the Sam Laporta anytime touchdown that we were both going to do. Tisk, tisk, tisk. So I didn't do that. Tisk, tisk. But I did do another four play, all anytime touchdown scores, and only got one of the four. So that was fun. Um, but for the actual four play that I did, thinking without forgetting that, I had Amon Ross St. Brown anytime touchdown scorer. Got it. Marquez Valdez Scantling, 40 plus yards receiving. Got that. I think he had 48. Um, and the last two. If the last drive had had a touchdown in it, or sorry, a field goal, I would have got this one. Lions total points over 23.5. They scored 21. And then the worst one of all, Amon Ross St. Brown over six and a half catches. Amon Ross St. Brown had six catches. So I was like a ball hair away from a massive win on my first four play, because I think the odds on that for the normal $5 bet I make every Thursday, I think the payout was 180 bucks and I missed it by like that much. That would have been a nice way to start the season. I'm telling you, dude, but I made a 
when we we'll talk about it when we get to week two's foreplay. The odds on this week's foreplay are even better. So <laughs> you'll see what it, <laughs> it's looking. It's looking spicy. Nice. Yeah, mine. Uh, I talked about last week. I I had the Sam Laporta anytime touchdown. Unfortunately, he didn't get it. Um, and then I had some super super low risk bets just to round it out um under 65 and a half which it was they hit 41 uh, that was also an alt line i i i that wasn't the actual that. um over under. no that wasn't the actual over under i i picked that on purpose so that it would be easy for that game to go under 65 and a half yeah, yeah. then i went isaiah pacheco 25 plus rushing yards um he had 23 so i missed that one which whatever um and then the lions uh plus 14.5 so that one obviously they won, that um, but as long as they didn't get blown line, out by right? two scores, that was that was an alt too. Right? No, no, that was a, that was an alt line. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I'm like I don't so, remember I mean, that even, being even if That's Sam Laporta. Yeah, no, I I try to go alt lines when I when I do. No, I like I love instead alt of lines. going with. Yeah, I um, I mean, even if Sam Laporta had caught that touchdown, I still wouldn't have got it because of Pacheco. But you know, whatever. Um, I'm so proud of you right but, now. Why? You've said his name three times without putting an N in it. <laughs> Every Thank time you. you say Pachinko, I die a little inside. Pachinko. Pachenko. Pacheco. It's, it's you've said Pacheco three straight times, and I'm like this is a change. I just try man. to I try to switch it up every time. <laughs> gotcha. Like gotcha. how am I gonna say it now? Poncho. Isaiah Poncho, twenty five Poncho. plus rushing yards. Dude, Poncho's a I'm bad just gonna call name. Him. I'm just going to call him Poncho from now on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's dive into our week run review. We'll start, obviously, with Thursday Night Football. Lions, Chiefs, Lions won 21-20. Um, I mean, this is your your team, so I'll let you talk about it. I, I wrote down just one thought for each team, basically, but we can dive into more. Um, Defense. That's the biggest takeaway from this game. The offense played like crap. Not to complete crap, but when they when they had to pull their head out of the their ass, they did. But for most of the game, they played badly. The offense, and uh, I thought that the defense would give out by the fourth quarter because of how much they were on the field, but they never did. And they played one of the best defensive games I've seen from a Lions team in a long, long time. Because th- this wasn't just. This is the type of defense you see the Lions play against bad teams. They they look like this against bad teams. So for their defense to look like this against a good team was huge, especially with how bad the the defense was last year. So um, they didn't get a single sack, yet somehow they were around Mahomes the entire game. Being held, mind you. And that's with the right wanna... tackle lining up illegally the entire game. Yeah, like right tackle lining up illegally the entire game being held most of the game like there was a lot of crap going on that i i it's really not worth talking about but in the end <laughs> it all caught up to them so the lions won with really really good defense and i just uh i couldn't be happier with what i saw out of the lions defense the offense i feel like first off stop throwing to marvin jones um six <laughs> targets two catches he could he's old 
He's past his prime. I love Lost his first fumble, I believe. First fumble of his entire career. Like he's I love Marvin Jones and I loved him the last time he was a lion. He's too old for this game now. He can, he's he's a good stopgap guy, but they gotta play Khalif Raymond over Marvin Jones and stop putting stop making Marvin Jones the the focus outside of Amon Ra. Um so Hopefully, when we get Jamison Williams back, hopefully it'll be Amon Ra, Jamison Williams, and Josh Reynolds. Those would be the three you talk about because Josh Reynolds played amazing. St. Brown played amazing. Um, I have high hopes for Jamo. So, yeah, that's the biggest thing I can take away from that. Uh, the other thing is that Sky Moore, where'd you go? Where were you? You didn't even have a catch. Um, <laughs> Kadaris Tony uh, got thrown to plenty. He didn't do anything. And it's, and then like, who's going to be the pass catcher on that team? Valdez Scantling only had two targets, two targets, two catches, forty-eight yards. I don't know why he didn't get targeted more, but he didn't. Um, Rashi Rice had himself a good game as a rookie, but like, what is going on with that? What is going on with that offense? Because the 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 rushing game was the same. Clyde Edwards-Helaire started the game rushing for the first like three series and i'm like isn't pacheco your starting running back like what i don't know what was going on with that offense but it was not working so we'll see what happens with the uh the chiefs this week yeah um i i agree um i mean we talked about Kadarius tony's drops that was the the biggest thing that stood out to me but I think with Travis Kelsey out um they just didn't know who to throw to they, they had no idea who to who they're talking number one target was going to be so they kind of peppered it around i think um obviously kelsey when he's healthy will be just layered with targets but as far as valdez scantling sky Moore, tony rasheed rice i have no idea who's going to be the number the second most targeted on that team and um for the lions the biggest thing that stood out to me was david montgomery i thought he looked great the lions have a great offensive line and you know montgomery was was running hard behind it and i know you oh. weren't a fan of the signing when they did it but um I mean, if he looks like that every week, that's that's a great ground game. See, I I, I hated Goff to start last season, but he played himself yeah. into my good graces. <laughs> and David Montgomery, all the hate was just the fact that he was a bear and he never did anything as a bear, and we gave him all that money and let uh, Jamal Williams go. So um, after the first game, David Montgomery's definitely on my good side, and I don't have anything bad to say about him now. So... 21 carries, 74 <laughs> yards is not a great, uh, like, yards per carry. But it was enough when it mattered, and uh, he carried the team on his back. And then the other part is Gibbs. The rookies, Gibbs. Gibbs and Laporta. Just crazy good games from both of those rookies, and I feel like they're going to have a massive part of our offense this season. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, everything Laporta, is okay. Laporta looked awesome. Laporta looked awesome. I don't know why people thought Brock Wright was going to be the starting tight end for the Lions. I mean, it was obviously going to be Laporta, but mm-hmm. yeah, he looked good. <laughs> Brock, he looked good. Sam Laporta, you go all the way back to March when we did our uh, draft um, preview. Laporta was on one of my yeah. players to watch, and here we are. So, And then your team got him. <laughs> I also want to give a quick shout-out to Pasta Man, who led your team in tackles with six. He always does. Like It's funny because future you know, Lion Hall of Famer. Pasta Man is, if you don't know Pasta Man, and I say it all the time on this podcast, that's Alex Anzalone. 
His last name sounds like a pasta. So I call him Pasta Man. Not to mention he has I think it's long pronounced too. And not to mention he has long flowing blonde locks coming out of his helmet, so it just looks like pasta coming out of his helmet. So, anyways. Everyone is feel free to call Alec Anzalone uh Pasta Man. But pasta every man. game he plays, he's our leading tackler. I he's not a bad player. I just don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> Sound logic. <laughs> Give me Jack Campbell and Malcolm Rodriguez and Anzalone can come in as the, the third guy. That would make me happy. But yeah. all, right. all right. Let's well, move on let's because move on. I could talk about this game all week because we beat and ruined, by the way, the Chiefs celebration of their Super Bowl title was that night and we yes. beat so. Felt good. Hello win on national TV for the Chiefs or for the Lions, sorry. Um all right, so Bengals Browns. We talked about Joe Burrow. Browns won twenty-four to three. Joe Burrow looked like a guy who hadn't played football in weeks. Rusty, terrible. Um, not to mention Miles Garrett was a beast, um, just in the backfield constantly. Um, I don't know what his stat line was because I don't have it up right now. Let's see. Who? Uh Miles Garrett. Uh, he had he only had one sack, but he had four quarterback hits. And then Zadarius Smith also had four quarterback hits. So, I mean, the Browns were were up in Burrow's face all day. Yep. And um, and the Browns looked good. I mean, Deshaun Watson. I mean, it wasn't great. Uh, sixteen twenty nine, one touchdown, one pick, sixty seven quarterback rating. But Nick Chubb had over hundred yards. If you look at his two highest targeted receivers, they caught three out of their seven targets, both of them. So it's like. If they, if they can start yeah. catching the balls thrown to them, then... And I don't know that they were catchable balls for those targets. So I, I don't know who's at fault here, but the passing game, as a as the owner of Amari Cooper in fantasy football, for how good the Browns were doing in that game, their receiving core did not get fantasy points out of it. Nick no, Chubb it carried all, that off. All <laughs> rushing, to over 200 yards rushing as a team. I was I was glad to see Elijah Moore getting so involved. Seven targets, also had two carries. They another, traded for him. I liked Elijah Moore in the Jets. I was saying so, another Jet that I loved when he was a yeah. Jet. So uh, yeah, yeah, I I I like him in Cleveland. I think I didn't realize he'd be that involved week one, but hey, good for them. Um, but yeah, good good win for the Browns. I I I have no problem with the Bengals. I'm sure they'll be fine. They did this All last right. year. This is uh, this is par for the course at this point with the yeah, angles they'll bounce back yeah uh 49ers Steelers 49ers destroyed them 30 to 7 Steelers didn't have a first down in the first half I believe uh, I, I think was checking there was the box score I think there was only one game in the one other game in the morning and I think it was the Ravens game only one other game in the morning set that was a blowout like this one game was the rest of them were all close and fun to watch this game the Steelers had no chance the entire game. And I'll tell you what, no. that Christian McCaffrey touchdown run was one of the prettiest, like, most beautiful runs I've ever seen. He was running yeah. down that field, and the second he looked like he was going to get tackled, he slowed down, let his blockers get in front of him again, and then just ran behind him for the touchdown. It was amazing. Christian McCaffrey is just an amazing player. Yes. He is. I mean, he showed it, you know, when he can stay healthy like he did last year, he is probably a top three running back in the NFL, if not number one. He is super talented. 
Also, another positive what? note: Brock Purdy looks good after his after that injury, coming back for a full game here in the first week. Nineteen out of twenty-nine for two hundred twenty yards and two touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk looked like an absolute beast. Debo Samuel yeah. is Debo, but Brandon Ayuk, the guy I've been waiting from Arizona State to just break out and do something that made you your jaw drop like you did at Arizona State. Those two touchdown catches were crazy. Crazy good. So Yeah. He looked fantastic. And I hope he keeps it up. Because that's the problem with Ayuk is he'll have a monster game and then he'll disappear. Yeah. So I want to see him I want to see him keep it up all season. Um as far as the Steelers, I don't know what happened to, to preseason Kenny Pickett. I mean he looked amazing the preseason and then in this game he was just terrible. Two interceptions, five sacks. I mean, yeah, it was and then Najee Harris, they only ran the ball ten times because they were getting blown out right away. Um, so I'm not going to fault Najee Harris for only getting 31 yards. It's just, yeah, I, I, I didn't see this coming. I, I, I think I picked the Steelers actually. I thought they could pull off the upset, but damn, they just, they did absolutely not. And there was a home game for Pittsburgh too. Like they got blown out at home. Yeah, that's, that's not something that the Steelers franchise is used to. Yeah. They're not. A, I mean, I remember <laughs> we talked about this and we were talking about when I was making my pick, I picked the 49ers despite the fact that you know mike tomlin tomlin always finds a way we talked about that last week but yeah despite everything that mike tomlin does he cannot play the game the players yeah, have to commit did, to it so he did not find a way on sunday <laughs> yeah, exactly. all right uh buccaneers vikings buccaneers 2017 win over minnesota um huge loved it I, you know, I'm not surprised. I think if I'm not mistaken, I picked the Bucks. Um, the Vikings were 11 and 0 in one score games last season. They got incredibly lucky, and now they're already 0 and 1 in one score games this season. Like the chickens were bound to come home to roost. The Vikings are not that good. We both picked um, the Vikings in that game. Did we? Damn, I should have picked yeah. the Bucks. Yeah. Um, well, but, but I mean, I'm not, I, it doesn't surprise me. Um, the Vikings were at home, and there was, it was still a close game. So, it was, it but, was. But the thing is, like, at some point, Mike having Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, on your team, is going to lead you to wins. And when Baker Mayfield can find both of those guys multiple, like eleven times between the two of them, you're gonna have a good day, regardless of whether you're running backs were able to play well or not. Rashad White did not really impress in his first start. But, yeah, uh, yeah Baker maybe. You know what I love, too, is that Mike that Evans was being drafted in, like, the seventh oh, round yeah. of the fantasy draft. Long time. I took him as my fourth receiver in one league. So I'm like, he's still here. I might as well. I don't know what people were thinking. I mean, the mm -hmm. guy's had 1,000 yards receiving every season of his career. Like, he's just, he's that good. Yep. And Baker Mayfield knows that, so he got him the ball. Um, good for Baker. Played a clean game. I'm always rooting for Baker. I just like his, his personality. Want him to succeed. For the Vikings, um, no Dalvin Cook and no run game. Alexander Madison, 11 carries, 34 yards. Like, that was, yeah, they really couldn't do it. Kirk Cousins Justin threw, his, threw his heart out. 344 yards, two touchdowns, but it and did. a very good completion Which, percentage. But in, even though Jordan Addison, the rookie, got his first touchdown this week. Looked very good. Um, it's weird to me that enough. they'd throw the ball 44 times in this close of a game. 
Uh-huh. Like they they threw the ball 44 times and ran the ball like 14. This is um, a team that should be looking for a second running back. Yeah, they should. Well, they should have just kept Alvin Cook. I don't I don't understand what the point of that was. Um, but yeah, they definitely need need a better outing for Madison. Um, I, but again, I think the Vikings. I don't. I can see. I can't remember if I picked. I don't believe I picked them as a playoff team because I really don't believe in the Vikings this year. But I think we you shall picked see. you picked the Lions. You picked the Lions to win the division and the Vikings as a wild card. And you picked the Lions okay. to beat the Vikings in the first round of the playoffs. That if sounds I remember right. completely correctly. Because I remember all your Lions picks. So I remember you picking them over, <laughs> over the Vikings. I, I mean, I know I picked them to win the division. I absolutely believe they're going to win the division. Um, so. But yeah, we'll see. Um, Panthers, Falcons. Uh, I mean, this this I didn't watch this game. I had no reason to. Falcons won 24-10. You know, we talked about the Tyler Algier and, and Bajon Robinson, the fact that the Falcons just don't want to throw the football. Um, they also apparently just don't want to use their first-round picks like Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Um, but for the Panthers, the highlights that I did see, um, I feel bad for Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young is going to have a miserable season in Carolina. That team looks terrible. Yeah, they're bad. And, and I, I didn't think they'd be this bad because they have a bunch of players on their team. But they have once, a bunch of players. Well, see, this is this is what I was about to say. The 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 now, I'm gonna keep saying this until be, it becomes a thing. They have names. Yes. Adam Thielen they have did 53 nothing. People. You know, Miles <laughs> Sanders played a good game, but he didn't score. Um, the biggest surprise to me on that team in general was uh, John or Hayden Hurst. Obviously, Bryce Young's safety valve guy got targeted seven times five catches 41 yards for a touchdown if if you were going to take anyone and, and i would have said jonathan mingo because i picked him to have a good week this week targeted five times two catches 17 yards it's week one maybe it's an overreaction but if i were to take anyone on this team right now it would either be miles sanders or hayden hurst and i wouldn't touch anything else right now yeah i'm um, i agree i drafted miles sanders in at least one league um, he, he had a pretty good day. I think 13 fantasy points. Um, yeah, Hayden Hurst. Terrence Marshall, six targets, two catches. So, I mean, Bryce Young was throwing the ball to these guys, but they weren't catching it. Again, I didn't watch it, so I don't know why. Um, also, Adam Thielen, a name I, I remember, uh, two targets. Didn't know he was on the Panthers. <laughs> but I actually remember dropped, the name. actually dropped Adam Thielen in a league this week to pick up Kevin Erd. Is it Kevin Bourne, the New England receiver? Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick yeah. Bourne. I'm like, Kendrick sorry, Bourne. Thielen. I know you're not doing anything this year. Which is yeah. funny because, like, two years ago, he Thielen was like a top five round in the draft receiver. Thielen? Not even a guy. No. That's just a freaking free agency guy at this point. Yeah, he's just he's just getting too old. And And – I mean, they've got him. They've got DJ Chark, Terrence Marshall, Jonathan Mingo. I mean, they've got people. There's bodies there. Um, I just watching Bryce Young. I, I I don't think the offensive line's very good. I I just don't think he's gonna have. He might have a couple good games, break off a run or something. But man, he's gonna. He's just not gonna have fun out there this season, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Final note I have for this game: the score makes it sound like this was a blowout, but like I said. Most games from the morning were close. The Falcons only made this a blowout with 14 points in the fourth quarter. 
So this yeah. is a close game most of the game. You, I mean, Both you can't Tyler fault... Algier touchdowns. Yeah, you can't fault Bryce Young for playing a close game, but they just they just ended up getting overpowered in that fourth quarter. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Jaguars-Colts, 31-21, Jags won. That was a fun they, game to watch. It was. They should have won that game by more. I mean, they scored 14 in the fourth quarter. They were losing going into the fourth quarter, um, which is upsetting because I thought the Jaguars should be a lot better than they should they be just trouncing the Colts. There's the thing. The Colts yeah. actually – I don't think – Anthony yeah. Richardson, he looked good. Like – I, I I dogged on the Gardner Minshew. Uh, sorry, I dogged on Gardner Minshew not getting the nod over Anthony Richardson. But after Week One, seeing what Anthony Richardson could do in a full game of work in a game that mattered, I think I don't think he's as gonna have as well. Let me take that back. I think he's gonna have a rough year. The Colts are not gonna win a lot of games, but Anthony Richardson is not gonna lose a bunch of games looking terrible. He's going to lose a bunch of games looking like he did today, I think. So, he he 10 rushes, 40 yards, touchdown. He threw for 233 yards and a touchdown. He had an interception, but Anthony Richardson, as the quarterback leading that team, looked like a quarterback that could lead that team. Which is good for me because I took Michael Pittman in a couple leagues, um, and he had a great day. He catches 97 yards and a touchdown. I was worried about Anthony Richardson being able to get him the ball. Um, but, yeah, Richardson looked good. And um, I was also Calvin Ridley. I'm so happy he had a monster day. Um, glad to see him back after missing all last season and looking just as dynamic and explosive and dominant as before he left. Eight catches, 101 yards and a touchdown. Um, I The one thing that stood out to me, though, is Christian Kirk. Just yeah. completely gone after last season. Just, I started him in my dynasty in our dynasty league, and he got me oh, nothing. Yeah. yeah, three targets, one catch, nine yards. I mean, he was just not even being looked at. Um, just, I hope that changes because I do like Christian Kirk. So we'll see if they can get him more but involved. I'd like to point out Zay Jones, the guy that I said I compared him to a bunch of receivers as far as targets last season, and said he was not picked up in a bunch of leagues. Yep. Zay Jones, seven targets, five catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Very good receiver. He might oh, not be there anymore, but another one you can pick <laughs> up in your leagues. Well, and that's the thing is, is you know, are they going to split the number two role between Kirk and Zay Jones, or is it just going to be Ridley and Jones and Kirk's out of luck? Like, Yeah, the question um, was really, in the end, was well, is it going to be Zay Jones or Christian Kirk that's the ones that's pushed? And it looks like it might be Christian Kirk. We'll see what happens in week two, but after week one, seven targets for Zay, three for Christian. So who knows what's going on there. Yeah, at least uh, definitely worth picking up. And final note I have, just to say, it was good to see Tanks Bigsby with his first NFL touchdown. Yes. I'm bummed that he fumbled. Um, hopefully that doesn't hurt him too much. You know, co coaches hate rookies who fumble. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I like seeing him evolve. Travis Etienne looked good, too. I mean, the Jaguars, that's the thing. They, they really should have won this game walking away. But, yeah, Anthony Richardson kept the Colts in there. My other note was the fact that Anthony Richardson is going to be the Colts' leading rusher. If, if Jonathan Taylor doesn't come back, then Anthony Richardson will finish the year as their leading rusher. They're just going to – I mean, he's going to do it both. 
I mean, if he if he get if he builds enough of a a resume in the first four games, even with Jonathan Taylor coming back, he might still beat him. So yeah, could be. Um, he did get hurt in that game too, but they've said that he's fine and won't miss any time. So that's good news. Yep. Uh, next game, Saints Titans. Saints won sixteen fifteen in a much closer game than I thought it would be. Um, One of the really few the... that I got wrong this week. I mean, I, I knew the Saints would win, but I thought they'd win easily. Um, Brian Tannehill looked atrocious. 16-34, oh, yards, three interceptions. Do you know the name um, that came to mind when you read those stats? Huh. Jake Delhome. <laughs> that's that's the first person I thought of. Yeah, I, I'm curious how long he keeps that starting job if he continues to play like that. Because they have two young quarterbacks on the roster. With Malik Willis and I would Will be Levis, happy to so. see Will Levis play. I've seen yeah. Malik Malik Willis. He's he's not that good. But Will Levis, we don't know. So Yeah, he he um uh he's dealing with an injury, I believe. So I'm curious to see when he'll be healthy enough to play. Um but yeah, it's just terrible. Um Good to see DeAndre Hopkins still uh, still up and about those seven catches, 65 yards. As far as the Saints, um, nothing really jumped out at me, except Rashid Shahid. Rashid Shahid, obviously, five catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. I have no idea who that guy is. Um, what about so, Michael Thomas? He's back. Yeah. He, he's still healthy. He's five still, catches, he's eight targets, five catches, 61 yards. I mean, it's not it's – not, Anything to write home about, but what happened to my camera? What the fuck? If he's still playing in October, then I will be impressed. Because that's kind of him as MO, is just get hurt, go away. Um, I hope he stays healthy because, I mean, Olave and Thomas are a great combo. Yeah, I was just happy to see him actually do well. Nothing like news, super newsworthy besides the fact that he played, didn't get hurt, and he made a big contribution. So, I was happy to see that. Do you think Shahid is is going to be a part of the offense, or was this just a one week lucky thing? Uh, I'd say the fact that one of his catches was half of his yards is a lucky thing. So, yeah, everyone that's picking him up like crazy in fantasy football, oh, yeah, that's definitely a week one uh, overreaction, in my opinion. Yeah. Because, you know, I always think back on, like, other week ones in the past where, like, a person will have a huge game and then they disappear. And, like, people, like, I'm, I'm trying to remember, there was a Cowboys receiver years ago that caught, like, three touchdown passes in week one. And everybody went bananas for him. Never heard from him again. <sighs> so I look at, like, Rashid Shaheed and I'm like, is he is he going to stick around? Or was that just, hey, I caught a 41-yard touchdown to pad my stats and then I'm going to catch two passes for 20 yards the rest of the season. I don't know. Well, see, okay, think of it in terms of your own team, right? Let's say Deami Brown, and I know that you like him. But let's say he caught three touchdowns in week one. Would you go out and tell everyone to pick him up? No. Exactly. No. Like if, if, Khalif, <laughs> yeah. if Khalif Raymond of the Lions, our fourth receiver, had scored three touchdowns this week, I would not go and tell everyone to pick up Khalif Raymond because he's still our fourth receiver, and the he's not – even if he moved into Marvin Jones' spot, that still makes him the third receiver, and he's not going to be catching more balls than uh, Amon St. Brown and Josh Reynolds. So 
that's why I look at Shahid. Is is a guy that did a very good job in week one, but his job is what it is. So I don't know. I I, I agree, but there are some people out there um, that if Diami Brown caught three touchdowns in week one, would start talking about how he's going to catch twenty touchdowns this season. Like there are there are some people who who have that fantastical imagination to them. Speaking of Diami um, Brown, did he score? Did he catch anything? He didn't, do, he didn't do anything. I, <laughs> I know. Well, our offense didn't do anything. <laughs> I mean, that's, well, that's yeah, why that is the next game, actually. That's the next game. So, yeah. yeah. We will talk about that. Commanders, uh, Cardinals, 2016. Commanders got a, a ugly win, but a win nonetheless. Um, you know, we talked about the Cardinals defense. They gave, they sacked Sam Howell six times. They gave the offense fits all game. I also want to harp on Eric the Enemy's play calling because Brian Robinson ended up with 19 carries, but I'm pretty sure, like, 11 of them came in the second half and even the fourth quarter. He was calling plays like it was still Kansas City and he had Patrick Mahomes back there mm. and it just wasn't working. I mean, he's he needs to... I like the creative route running that we saw, but the play calling itself, it's like, dude, you've got to run the ball. Like, Sam Howell is not Mahomes. You can't throw the ball 40 times a game. That's not what we should be doing. No, um, yeah, no you got to run the frustrating. ball with this team. Because you have two good good halfbacks, you got to run the ball with this team yeah. to set up those passes. Yeah, especially exactly. with a we've got... quote unquote rookie quarterback. Yeah, he's um, basically a rookie. Yeah, so that's what you got to do with this team, and they, they didn't do that. He treated him like he was a four year starter, and that just did not work for them. Well, not only that, but when you have our offensive line and you're calling these deep, deep passes, which every play, Howell was looking deep. That was the first read, which I, lo- I like attacking. But our offensive line isn't good enough to hold up. And the Cardinals had some very good blitz schemes. They were bringing a lot of pressure. And he just that's why he got sacked six times. He wasn't able to stand back there and get rid of the ball quickly because he's looking downfield, and then all of a sudden, oh, i got a guy in my face. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, they still got the win. I liked Howell's toughness after getting cheap-shotted in the first quarter. Um, played the rest of the game. Didn't even miss a play. Um, I like that toughness. The team responded to it. The defense was amazing, especially in the second half. They they won that game in the second half going away. Um, they put the game on their shoulders. They they were in the backfield. It was beautiful. That That's that's the, the pride of our team is that defensive line. And they, especially Montez Sweat, um, what did he end up with? Uh, one, one and a half, half sacks, one quarterback hit. Yeah, tackles for last. Yeah. <laughs> tackles for last. Tackles for um, last. Yeah, including forcing a fumble. I mean, he was he was a beast, and that's why they'll Chase Young will walk after the season, and they'll pay Sweat and keep him around because um, you know, I can't pay both. So, but uh, but yeah, as far as the Cardinals, I mean, there's the offense to did talk nothing about with the offense. There's yeah, nothing. I will say. The offense, there were some creative play calls in the first half. Um, there was the one um, deep pass, Rondell Moore, I thought was, uh, or the, I can't remember. There was a screen pass, and then there was a deep pass. And both of them were very creative, like uh, trickery-type play calling, which I thought it caught, was interesting. Um, but most of their offense was just check the ball down to Zach Ertz or hand the ball to James Conner. I mean, that was... That was basically it. So. Two thoughts. You just reminded me of something, so I'm going to get it out before I, I it, it, it's gone. You talk about trickery. Going back to that Lions-Chiefs games, the uh, the fourth down punt 
Uh, oh, that they fantastic. They went for the freaking first down instead. That was ah classic Dan yeah. Campbell. I fucking love it. Dan Campbell massive, is massive balls. Dan Campbell. I used to yell at the screen so much when all our other coaches would do shit like that. But Dan Campbell does it <laughs> so much that when it happens, I expect it at this point. And if it doesn't work, I just am mad at him because it didn't work. Not because he did it. Because so many times he does it and it works. He is the most gambling man. Riverboat Ron is Riverboat Ron. But Dan Campbell might have the biggest gambling addiction in his in his blood than any coach because he just fourth down we're on our own 20 fuck it let's go you know yeah i think dan campbell's definitely taken riverboat ron's role as like the most aggressive risk-taking coach in the nfl at this point and then the other thought was uh i did not like this line or the uh lions cardinals offense it reminds me of a uh Joe Lombardi offense for the Lions where every fucking pass. No wonder Colt McCoy wasn't throwing it down the field. Their offense is built to throw the ball at the line of scrimmage and then maybe throw it 10 to 15 yards down the field. But every freaking play is at the line of scrimmage. I hate offenses like that. Throw the ball down the field. Yards after catch or breaking tackles to win offense for winning offense works when you are a good team. It does not work when you have a bunch of scrubs on your team trying to win games. And this team does not have a lot of names, as I would say, on it. And those names are not doing anything at the line of scrimmage. That offense is terrible for this team, at least what you saw in week one. And I hated everything about it. The defense was amazing. That offense, I couldn't. I, I could, there is nothing to write home about that offense. It looked like every other offense that involves running the ball or screen passing behind the line of scrimmage or throwing the ball two yards past the line of scrimmage. That was it. The Cardinals offense looks terrible. And unless I see something different, it looks exactly like it did on the, under Cliffs Kingsbury. Because as much as Cliff Kingsbury wanted to pretend like he was this open the field, throw the ball down the field uh, coach, his offense was at the line of scrimmage as well, and it didn't work. It sucked, and they had players on the team last year. So hopefully we see something better out of this offense, but if that's the way they're going to run this offense all season, it's bad. It'll be very bad. Yep, I agree completely. Um, Giants have a pretty good defensive line too, so I don't know if it's going to get much better this week, but we shall see. Uh, next game, Ravens-Texans. Ravens won 25-9, which this was another game that at halftime they were only up 7-6, which I thought was surprising, but they ended up pulling away in the second half. Um, Not really much to talk about. The Texans are a rough team to watch. Uh, C.J. Stroud wasn't terrible, 28-44, 242 yards. Uh, David Pierce, though, only 38 yards rushing on 11 carries. So, again, they the Texans threw the ball a whole lot, even though it was a very close game in the first half. Um, Robert Woods, six catches, 57 yards. Nico Collins, six catches, 80 yards. I was a little surprised seeing Tank Dell only get four targets in this one. I thought he'd be more involved. Um, but, you know, it's only one game. And then for the Ravens, 
Zay Flowers, man, 10 targets led the team. The next closest was three. Um, nine catches, 78 yards. I mean, he was he was the only man Lamar Jackson saw. Yeah. I Odell Beckham in this game. I'm like, he's he's gotta get the ball soon, right? The entire first half he didn't have a catch or target. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, it was nuts. How much money did you pay Odell Beckham to just not get thrown the ball? What? He's just a distraction. But Zay Flowers, <laughs> that rookie man, he just looks so good. I and mean, he's obviously Lamar Jackson's guy. And so that's yeah. good if you're a Zay Flowers owner in fantasy because that guy is going to have a hell of a year. I mean, not only yeah. the, the 10 targets, but he had a couple of rushes as well. So he's well, very involved Mark in Andrews, that offense. Mark, Mark Andrews coming back, back will be interesting to see what happens to those numbers. But, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Eagles-Patriots. Eagles won 25-20. This one was another close game. Um Eagles got the win. Um, you know, we talked about DeAndre Swift. Kenneth Gainwell was the leading rusher, 14 carries, 54 yards. Swift had one carry. Um, and he had two targets. So yeah, not not involved at all. We talked about Mac Jones, you know, good day for him. 35 of 54, 316 yards, three touchdowns, did throw a pick. Um but uh, and then Kendrick Bourne, you mentioned him earlier, six catches, 64 yards, two touchdowns, 11 targets. Again, led the team in targets. Next closest was seven. Um, I thought Juju Smith-Schuster, I mean, he was targeted seven times, only caught four passes. I thought he'd kind of be the, the number one, but Kendrick Bourne was, was the guy Mac Jones was looking to most. But also tied for the most receptions on the team in the game with a guy that when I look at a, what is he? He's six foot, 227 pounds. I thought he was a bruising halfback, but Ramondre Stevenson, six catches for 64 yards. So Ramondre, yeah. big part of the offense in that game. They were um, just dumping it off to him. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was going, he was doing his thing. So, yeah. Ezekiel, important note, uh, not to sit on it for too long, but Ezekiel Elliott with a fumble in his first game as a Patriot. But he also led the team in rushing, technically. Yeah, technically. <laughs> by like four, four, by four yards. yards. Eh. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Raiders, Broncos. Raiders uh, snuck out a win, 17-16, um, in a pretty ugly game, to be perfectly honest. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo looked good. 20-26, 200 yards, two touchdowns. Looked solid. Uh, we talked about Jacoby Myers being an absolute beast. Nine catches, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae Adams, obviously still there. But the thing that strikes me in this game is the targets. Jacoby Myers, 10. Devontae Adams, 9. Josh Jacobs, 3. And then four guys with one. So basically, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo was throwing back to pass, it was almost a 50-50 chance that he was going to Myers or Adams. Is it number one or number two? Myers or Adams. Yeah. So yeah. very not a lot of parity there. Just go to your go to yeah. your two receivers. The um, biggest thing is I was surprised that, that Michael Meyer, the rookie tight end, didn't get a single target in that game. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, Austin Hooper actually caught a pass for 20 yards. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, surprising, but, um, and the Broncos, I mean, the thing that kills me about this game for them was they lost this game because of a kicker that they traded for. Will Lutz missed a field goal and an extra point. So at the very least you kick the extra point, you tie it, you make the field goal, you win it. So mm-hmm. Pretty ironic that they got rid of their kicker to trade for Sean Payton's old kicker, and then he cost them the game. Also, I just want to point out that 
this game this name surprised me little jordan humphrey that's oh yes every time i see that one, is that a fun. legal little name jordan. is little jordan yeah. little jordan birth certificate that's crazy yeah that is his actual name <laughs> god i love it uh packers bears packers 138 20 um my biggest question about this one, obviously I watched this with my dad because he's a diehard Bears fan. Jordan Love is getting so much praise right now. Um, he was Go 15 back. and 27, 245 yards, three touchdowns. Go yeah. back and watch the touchdown passes. Every one of them were That's wide open. Yep. So He didn't do anything. Don't crown him after one week because you're playing the Bears defense. And no matter how many massive free agents they signed for the defense – that's still the Bears defense, and they were wide open. I mean, let's – who's the what – was what was that guy from the Cardinals? That guy that the Cardinals gave one year to as a rookie, that guy could have thrown these touchdowns. Josh Rosen? Josh Rosen could have thrown these touchdowns, all right? So let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm not going to say Jordan Love is bad, but I'm not going to say that looking at this game and saying he's the next Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre is – skewed considering how bad that secondary looked against the bears receivers. And then, and then you look at who the bears receivers are and Packers. You... Oh yeah. Packers receivers. Sorry. But if you look at who the Packers receivers are versus that defense, their names. Well, and, and Aaron Jones, I mean, took the game over um, in the second half, right away in the third quarter. I mean, he's, we all thought that saw that coming, but yeah, love, I, I, I mean, I didn't see anything he did that that made me stand up and say like, "Oh, what a great throw!" or "Or what a good play!" It was, it was oh, a wide open he, tight end that fell down before yeah, he could score he himself. Hit that wide open receiver, which he should do. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. This was this game was was really telling. Bears had so much preseason hype. Justin Fields had so much preseason hype. And you talked about the Joe Lombardi screen pass offense. They did the exact same thing. No idea why. Um, targeted their new receiver, DJ Moore, only two times. Um, yeah. I, I honestly, I don't think the Bears as an organization at this point know how to win. I think and, they... and I've seen it in the commanders for years. I don't, I just think from the top down, they just, they, there's just something about the people they hire, the players they find, they just, they won't win. They just won't do it. I think the the only positive thing to talk about the Bears is Rashawn Johnson. Yeah, he looked good. He looked very yeah. good. Yeah. But it wasn't garbage back. time, so I don't know if the Packers had backups in by then or not. I, I don't know. We had stopped watching the game by then. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Rashawn Johnson ran ran strong, um, caught six passes. I mean, I, I like me a, a rookie running back, especially in fantasy, because you never know if they, they're going to win you the championship in December when they're suddenly the starter. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a whole, man, the Bears that that's a that's a hype train that just derailed immediately after that game. They looked lost. All right, let's talk and about it's the also game coaching of the week. Other rivalry the, game, of course. Might be the game of the year at this point. It's definitely no. the leader. We're well, at this year. point, yeah. <laughs> well, don't say no. I know that is. there are sixteen more weeks of games, but this game 17. was. No. Well, there's 17, but there's only 16 more games. The this oh, game 17 more weeks of football. There's only 16 more games per team. 
Doesn't matter if there's 17 more weeks. That's what I said. There's 16 more games. You said 16 weeks. I said 16 games. The second time. To be Um, fair, there's more than 16 games. There's 16 games per team. I'm just going to nitpick you. Well, you can do that. I I corrected myself. (laughs) I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm not talking about Kyron Williams, the Charger, at this point. So, Dolphins, Chargers. I know there's 16 more games per team. But this is easily in the running for one of the best games of the year. And it probably will be even by the end of the year. The Dolphins and the Chargers. Dolphins wins 36 to 34 in a game that came down to the absolute wire in a a battle of two teams that were tearing it up and running up against each other. This is what we expected in the first week for a lot of these teams with a really big offense. A lot of people would expect the Bengals to put up 30 points. They put up three. These two teams brought it exactly like you thought they would. So, just see Tua Tagovailoa versus Justin Herbert, both of them going crazy. By the way, Tua, 466 yards of offense, or passing offense, mixed in with his five yards of rushing. But... The biggest stat to me, and I thought it was funny during the game when they're talking about it, Tua's now at 450 yards. I'm like, oh, that's huge. And then they're like, but nowhere near the record for Miami. And then I'm like, well, that makes sense. They had Dan Marino who threw for hundreds and hundreds of yards a game. I just thought that was yeah. hilarious that he, he throws for almost 500 yards and he's nowhere near the record for the Dolphins. But he Well, tore that's Tyree Kill. 215 yards receiving two touchdowns. I if Tyree Kill stays healthy and Tua stays healthy, um, Tyree Kill is going to have over 2,000 yards receiving this season. Easily. Oh, easily, easily. It's crazy just how good Tyree Kill can be on multiple teams for so many years. He is just so good. Yep. And no one wanted him coming out of the draft. Yeah, it's crazy. Ridiculous. Uh, we talked about Ox Neckler, you know, Monster Day, 117 yards and a touchdown, four catches, 47 yards. Keenan Allen still still going six catches, 76 yards. Yeah, this was this was a fun game, man. Fun offensive shootout. Love it every time. I just watching Miami. I just keep thinking to myself, I hope Tua stays healthy. If he can stay healthy the whole season, Miami is going to be fun to watch. As okay, so if you listen to the podcast, you know I'm a Lions fan. You know, I live in Arizona, so I'm a Cardinals fan. I lived in San Diego for six years. I'm a, mass, I'm a massive Chargers fan as well. I am so tired of watching the Chargers play amazing games and always come out on the losing end of it. Always. Yep. People, if you were to ask anyone around the country to talk about the Chargers, they'll say that they're a good team. But even back to when they had Phillip Rivers... That team could always play you tough. And then they would always lose. They would somehow make the playoffs, and then they'd play that first playoff game, and it would be an amazing playoff game that the Chargers lost. I'm I'm just still waiting for the day that they play a game like this where they are the winner. Because no. it does not matter that this might be a game of the year contender because all that matters that at the end of the season, let's say seven weeks from now, all we'll remember is that the Chargers lost to the to the Miami. We're not going to talk about how close it was, and that's and that's what yep. it's and that's how it is as a Lions fan, right? The Lions have been the year they were zero and sixteen, right? The year that they set the record for no wins, 
10, I think it was nine or 10 of those games were lost by a field goal. They were in every single game. They still lost them. They were in every single game. You know what people don't remember about the Lions being 0-16? Is that they were still a good team. Everyone just looks at the, everyone would look at that team that was 0-16 and think they lost 48-10 to every game. So I just want the Chargers to start winning these games. I, I don't know. They got to learn how to close. Yeah, yep. exactly. Absolutely. Uh, Rams, Seahawks, Rams, surprising. Uh, not just the upset, but a blowout upset. 30-13 to 13 In the Seahawks. Seattle, with the 12s watching, yeah. the team that I said might be one of the worst in the NFL this year, pull out the win in Seattle against the team that I would assume is going to be number two and a wild card in the NFC. Stafford looked, uh, looked good after, after last year's struggle. I mean, he, he looked on point 24, 38, 334 yards. And they didn't have good cup for him. Yeah. Cup was well, in about the offense. Puka <laughs> and Tutu Atwell, Tutu Atwell, six catches, 119 yards. I mean, they, he was finding people. He doesn't need big name receivers. He just finds anybody he wants to. That sounds like the, the lions the entire time he was there. Megatron yep. or insert name here. <laughs> so. Seahawks struggled. Um, I mean, yeah, Geno Smith, 16 of 26, one touchdown, 112 yards. Not, not much for them. I, I don't know if it's a sign of their season to come or it just didn't expect the Rams to be as good as the Rams actually were, but um, at least something worth watching for the Seahawks. I'm, I'll tell you what I'm going to be watching. The Rams. Aaron Donald, by the way. By the way, that was so dumb. Did you yeah. did you see that clip of Geno Smith screaming as Aaron Donald was blitzing him? No. No? Oh, man. So he's he was mic'd up or the mic caught him, but he was drafted to pass and Aaron Donald did a stunt and like came spun around the center and into Geno Smith's line of sight and Geno Smith goes, oh my God, and just throws the ball away. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, so freaking funny. <laughs> well, the pregame for that Rams game, the in, the inner pregame interviews, the, the freaking commentators were like, this is the game where Aaron Donald introduces himself to the NFL. And I'm like, what do you mean introduce? Everybody knows who Aaron Donald is. All we want yeah. to know is if he's not hurt anymore. And guess what? Aaron Donald is not hurt anymore. Nope. He's, he, he's perfectly fine. <laughs> he was a absolute beast in that game. So yeah. I... It's so funny to me. I hate the Rams. I hate them as a Cardinals fan. But it's I don't even like look at the Rams anymore as a NFC uh, West team. I just look at them as Stafford and friends. And I'm like, <laughs> the Rams won? Let's freaking go. I love it. I love this game. Just rooting for Maddie. Yes. Uh, Cowboys, Giants. I mean, blowout. 40 to nothing, Cowboys. I... <laughs> There's Giants literally nothing you yeah. can say about this game that's really that important besides Daniel Jones and that first drive. The Giants looked like they were going... They looked like they had something gone. And then they... What was it? Uh, I can't remember what happened. There were like a penalty and then uh, the blocked field goal for a touchdown and then the the Giants just could not do anything on offense after that. It's like... It, yeah. It's like that... After the first drive, the Cowboys took the will of the Giants away, and that was just the absolute end of it. 
So yeah, that exactly. I mean, it was it was just painful to watch. Um, and you know, we talked about the Giants coming to Arizona on Sunday. Curious to see which team shows up. Yeah. I personally think the Giants are going to be pissed um, and want revenge. Could be bad things for the Cardinals, but I am very curious to watch that game on Sunday. Yep. And then the last game of the week, Bills Jets. Jets won 16 You know, we talked about the Aaron Rodgers injury. Um, I do love the narrative. The undrafted rookie punt returner returns a punt in overtime for a touchdown to win the game. That's pretty cool. Um, mm. That was really exciting. Josh Allen, man, four turnovers in that game, um, including some several vintage Matthew Safford arm punts. Um, <laughs> arm punts. I haven't heard that in a while. Yes. <laughs> it was literally third and long, and he oh, just threw uh, the ball up. Hold up. Yeah. I want to say this. BMZR, it's good to see you, buddy. I'm glad you were able to catch us this morning. First week was crazy. We're fin- We're about to finish up talking about the last game of the first week, but – it's good to see you, buddy. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, but Josh Allen, man. I Now, and I heard a, a crazy stat. In his last 19 games, he has 37 turnovers, um, which is bananas. Because you think of Josh Allen as one of the best quarterbacks in the Josh AFC. Josh Allen has 37 turnovers? Yeah, that dude. Yeah, that's, that is the smokes. stat I heard. That's crazy. Um, he is very... Uh, very risky with the ball in his hands, but I think the Bills will be fine. I don't. Josh Allen's not going to turn the ball over that often. Um, I'm not worried about the Bills, just like I'm not worried about the Bengals. I am. Yeah, I'm exactly. happy to see that the Jets were able to pull out, play strong throughout the entire game, and still pull out a win after Aaron Rodgers went out after four plays. That is yes. That is a good sign for this team, and and. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson did not play bad. He threw an interception, but he, he huh. played very well despite the circumstances. So I, I I just don't understand why they're looking for another quarterback first off. Well, they're not. All the thing, the they're, they're not. Is. The media says they should. Because there are several quarterbacks that the media loves that played worse this, this week. But the media has already written off Zach Wilson. They don't care. Um, but I love seeing Brees Hall back, 127 yards, including an 83-yarder. Should have been a touchdown, but he just got gassed. <laughs> it was so unfortunate. That could have been a 96-yard touchdown, I think, or 94. But he just ran out of steam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a fun. It was it, it was a fun game to uh, end the week. Overtime, absolutely exciting punt. Especially a New York team down. winning on 9-11 Monday Night Football it was that was pretty cool. Um, no, I agree. Yeah, wild week one. Uh, now we're going to turn our attention to week two. Um, oh. We've already gone uh, about an hour and a half here, so maybe we'll try to get through this quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this shouldn't take too long, but excuse yeah. Me. Excuse me. Um, coffin corner picks. I will take this pick spread every week if you if you take out the bonus <laughs> if you take out the bonus my picks last week were 12 and 4 with the bonus 13 yeah. and 4 so my, after week one i'm 13 and 4 on my picks uh richie uh, a lot of our different picks went my way you had one that went your way which is where uh you kept it a little closer than i w- would have liked but uh richie's picks were 10 and 7 so he got his bonus as well 13 and 4 to 10 and 7. So that is where we stand as far as picks go. 
which means I gave myself a three-game uh, cushion to give up over the next 16 weeks. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> or a lead to hold. Got to think positive. I am a Lions fan and Cardinals fan, which means I cannot think positive. It's not in my blood. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at. Well, do you want to do, do our Thursday night uh, foreplay first? Oh, shit, I skipped that. So I just want to say this. Yes. Uh, while we're talking about picks, I think that the person that is leading in the overall standings for picks should always be the one that picks first when we do our picks. Okay. That way, the second person, I know you probably have your picks, but maybe you want to change your mind based on what the other person selects. I know I do that a lot. So... If, if you are winning the overall picks, then you pick first, and then the other guy gets to make his selection second. How's that? Oh, works for me. All right. So let's go into the uh, Thursday night foreplay. I, uh, it's weird because uh, now we're pulling our foreplays on a Wednesday, which means I'm going to do another foreplay tomorrow because I get my no sweat bet on Thursdays. They don't give it to you on Wednesday. So I have to make my no sweat bet tomorrow. So I'll have another foreplay. But this is my foreplay I picked tonight. Um, I picked the first half spread for Minnesota at the plus 3.5. I feel like Minnesota is going to keep it close in the first half within a field goal or winning. We'll see. Uh, the other, I picked another spread. I picked the game spread. I have the Eagles winning by a touchdown over the Vikings. So I have the Vikings keeping so it close or winning in the first half. And then the, Vi- the Eagles just overtaking them in the second half. Okay. And then I have an A.J. Brown anytime touchdown. And I have a Jalen Hurts for 25-plus yards rushing. That is a plus, with a profit boost, that is a plus 1970. Wow. So for my five bucks, if I win this foreplay, I will get $185, I think. So. Damn. Nice. I'm I'm looking forward to tomorrow night to see what happens. I went with a much, much less risky uh, proposition. Um, so I went with the Eagles over 13 and a half first half points. I think they'll score 14 points in the first half. They'll want to get out to a fast start after the Patriots game, in my opinion. Um, I went over 40 and a half alternative total points. I believe the line is like 48. So I I lowered that a little bit. I, I think it'll be a fairly high scoring game between the Vikings and Eagles. Like two good offenses. I went with a Justin Jefferson anytime touchdown, although I did have A.J. Brown was considered. I think they'll both score. And then I just went with the Eagles straight money line uh, to win the game. Um, so my odds are plus 365. Not not nearly as risky as yours. <laughs> I just wanted to win. I just I was just like, I just want I, to win one. I, 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 well, honestly, I didn't think that this was that risky. And then I saw the odds and I threw the profit boost on there because I'm like, well, they're already high. I might as well add some more on there. So, <laughs> We'll see what happens. And by the way, I've never won a foreplay. So, I mean, it might as well really? make it harder than ever. So. You didn't win one last season at all? No, you only won one. As, or no, you won two last year. Yeah, you won two. I won, yeah, I've never weird. won a foreplay, so we'll see what happens. That's why you got to bet some some easier stuff just to just to get that win done. Then you know, get the monkey get off. Get it out back. of my system. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, I want that win to be like, you know, Ten times more money. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, well, let's dive on into our week two picks. So you uh, you get the honor of picking first. First game up is Thursday Night Football. Vikings at Eagles. Eagles favored by six. Well, you, uh, you bet six and a half? I say, is yeah, so uh, my game is spread is currently six and a half on, uh, what is that app? Not DraftKings, but the other one, FanDuel. Fandle yeah, six. Six and a half. Six and a half. So that's what I'm picking, obviously, the Eagles. Yeah, me too. Taking the Eagles. Not, uh, I, I don't, I, I, the Vikings won't be terrible, but I don't think they're going to beat a team like the Eagles. Like I said, I think they'll hold, they'll hang on in the first half and then lose like they did last week. Last yeah, week they were close with a bad team in the end. This week they'll play it close and then lose to a good team. That's how I think. So, absolutely agree. All right, next game up: Seahawks at Lions. Lions are favored by five and a half. What? (laughs) Yeah. I I I hate this one because I I want to be right, (laughs) but I don't want to pick my team. Listen, I I Lions are at home, and the Seahawks didn't play great last week. I I. I'm going to like just continue to sit here and slap my hands against the wood of my desk, but I'm going to pick the Lions. <laughs> lions. All right. Well, I am going to pick the Lions with no hesitation because I... No, that's fine. If Me, yeah. <laughs> me on the other hand, I know. as the most I superstitious know. person in the world, picking the Lions is just me saying they're going to lose now. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Well, see, what you should do then is bet money on the Seahawks to win. So that way, if the Lions do upset you and lose, you'll win You won't be upset? All right. Uh, You want to talk about this game more in depth for like 10 seconds? i got to be right back. Yes. Uh, Next one, Giants at Cardinals. Giants favored by five and a half. (laughs) Excuse me. We talked about the the Giants uh, getting embarrassed on, on Sunday Night Football and not really knowing which team is going to show up um that's the beauty of of week two is we don't know if the giants are as bad as they looked or if it was just a combination of rain and the cowboys defense being very talented and you know them just they got two i believe what was a blocked field goal and a pick six so i mean they got a whole quick um which may have just sucked the life out of them so are they coming to Phoenix looking for revenge, or are they going to run into a Cardinals defense that is better than anybody expected? So, should be really interesting. Um, Giants do have a, a good defense, so if they if they play well, I think they'll be able to do to the Cardinals what the Commanders' defense did to the Cardinals, which was completely shut them down. Um, the Cardinals' only touchdown came on defense, by the way. If we, we forgot to mention that we talked about the game. It was 20-16, to 16, but the Cardinals' offense did not score a touchdown. So not as close as the final score um, ended up looking. It was a pick six that Sam Howell threw. So, um, yeah, and the Cardinals, the offense, we know. They, they said they're starting Josh Dobbs again. He's nothing uh, terrible. So their offense isn't going to do anything. Is the defense going to be able to shut down the Giants? That's the big question. I, I, I think so. Um, the the Eagles, Jonathan Gannon was the Eagles defensive coordinator and played against the Giants twice um, a season. So, I mean, he knows the Giants. I, I think this could be closer than five and a half. First off, is all I'll say. Um, but I yeah, we'll five see. and a half seems a little high for this game, but I will still pick the Giants. 
Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to go with the Giants, too. Like I said... Well, it's actually six on FanDuel now. I think I said last week that uh, I will pick against the Cardinals until they prove me wrong. They tried really hard last week. They did? But as you said, their yeah. offense did not score a touchdown. Their offense looks absolutely terrible, and it's the defense carrying on them. And if they cannot score an offense against the Giants... Uh, then they're probably not going to win. So I'm still taking the Giants in this one. I'm also taking the Giants, but I actually just placed a bet of the Cardinals because it's plus six now in FanDuel. So I placed a bet Cardinals to cover plus six and the under of 39 and a half. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game because the Cardinals can't score shit. Yeah, um, even so, if the Giants decide to score a bunch of points. Yeah, the Giants can score under. 30 points. The Cardinals will score three points. So I... Um, but I do. I but see the thing is I like the Cardinals defense. I think this is going to be like a ten seven game. This is just going to be an ugly game. Um, but I still think the Giants win. I just can't. I can't pick the Cardinals unless the defense scores three touchdowns. The offense isn't scoring anything. So, yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't pick the Cardinals. Um, Packers Falcons Packers favored by one and a half. Yeah, it's crazy that. Uh... After the Falcons, well, they won last week. They won. Um, the Packers, who only won because the Bears could not cover a person on defense to save their lives. I'm picking the Falcons in this one. At okay. Home. I mean, the line is that close because it's it's almost a, a, a toss. And I the Falcons played better, I think, last week than the, the Packers did. So... I'll take the Falcons in an upset at home. I like it. I'll stick with the Packers. Um, I, if Aaron Jones doesn't play, um, it'll it'll be a rougher. But I I think AJ Dillon's still a good running back. Um, I just the Falcons are so one dimensional. If the Packers decide just to stop the run, can Desmond Ritter beat them? Um, I don't think he can. Here, so. Here's the thing about the Packers defense. I think that their secondary and linebackers are better than their defensive line. So a rushing attack against the Packers defense will do a lot better than if they were trying to pass the ball constantly. But if they put seven guys in the box, I mean, that's just a numbers game. They'll <laughs> just stuff every hole. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah, we shall. Uh, Raiders, Bills, Bills favored by nine and a half which is high to me. <laughs> yeah. That is very high against the Raiders who who won last week again, right? Yeah. So, um I did the Bills lost and they're favored by nine and a half. Uh like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's, it's I, I'll take the Raiders years. to cover the spread and the Bills to win the game. <laughs> I I actually yeah, I did the uh I agree. I think the Raiders cover that spread. That's that's a little high. Uh, I know it's in Buffalo, but still. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna take the Bills too. I think the Bills win the game. I just that's a there's no way the Raiders. That's a crazy by, spread. By ten or more. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next game is Ravens Bengals. Bengals at home, favored by three and a half. Against the team that won last week. Like yes. what? What are these odds? They're fucking crazy to me. I mean, at least it's close. Um, I think the Bengals are terrible to begin the season, so I'm just going to take the Ravens again. Okay. Um, I 
Honestly, this one is is uh, damn near a toss up to me. But uh, to be different, I will take the Bengals. I I hope the Bengals can bounce back after that ridiculous performance. But either either team, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens win. I just you know gotta be different. So this is a good one to pick different. <laughs> gotcha. Chargers Titans. Chargers favored by three. Who's favored by three? Chargers, Chargers favored okay. by three over the Titans. Well, I picked the Titans last week, and they they completely just shit the bed. So I'm taking the Chargers. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers, and I'm also surprised at that low of a line. After the Chargers just went toe to toe with the Dolphins, they really think that they can't beat the Titans by more than three points. Um, weird. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I'm going Chargers as well. I think the Chargers win that game handedly. Bears, Buccaneers, Buccaneers favored by two and a half. So I'm trying to fill in these uh, fantasy sleepers while doing this. So I'll do that when we get there. Uh, Bears at Bucks, Bucks favored by two and a half. That Bears defense gets shredded by Baker Mayfield. I feel like I would take the Buccaneers on that spread and the Buccaneers in general. All right. Yeah, that's but another one that I actually this, I look at that line. This would never be my lock. Never. Because I could see the no. Bears beating the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's that's the thing is the Bears, I mean, they very well could have just shit the bet against the Packers because it's the Packers and they they were scared of their rival. And then they all of a sudden go to Tampa Bay and light them up. I don't know. I think the Bucks win. Um I was I watched the Bears. They looked they just did not look like a team that is going to win anything. I don't know, but I'm going with the Bucks because I have more faith in in Baker Mayfield at this point than I do the Bears uh offensive play callers. I it's not to me it's not even just a Justin Mahiel Justin Mahiel Justin <laughs> Fields thing. Just Baker Mayfield and Justin Fields combined together. Uh, um they threw the ball at the line of scrimmage the entire game. Like if they don't believe Justin Fields can throw the ball deep, why should we? Um no. Yeah, ridiculous. But yeah, I'm going with the Bucks too. Chiefs at Jaguars. Chiefs favored by three and a half. Um, I expected more out of the Jaguars last week, and they did not uh, meet expectations. I feel like with the uh, former Super Bowl champions losing to the Lions last week, they'll have a lot more to prove this week. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to beat the Jags. And I think the Jags, who have a lot to prove, are still going to wind up 0-2, but uh, no, Jags won last week, right? Yeah, they beat the Colts last week. So I think the Jags will go to 1-1. One one. I think this game will be a lot closer. I think it'll. I think the Jags beat that spread of 3.5. I think they win by lose by 3, but we'll see. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think this, is, this ought to be – a fun game to watch these two offenses kind of like the Miami chargers game was, this should be pretty high scoring. Um, I do believe I'm going with the chiefs as well. I think the chiefs, I can't imagine a world where the chiefs start. Oh, and two, um, that just, that would be bananas to me. I think the chiefs will pull out a win here, but this should be a high scoring game. What is the over under on this game? 51 and a half. Yeah. That's gotta be the highest of the week. I definitely, yeah, absolutely the highest of the week. I think this will be a really fun, explosive offensive game. <clears throat> but I'm also going with the Chiefs. All right, Colts at Texans. Colts favored by one. 
Like, that's basically even money. Like, what? <laughs> Why? How okay. do you even have one favorite? You, if you ended in a tie? Like, what a ridiculous line. But yeah, Colts favored by one. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I guess they have love for Richardson after what he did in the first week. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm, I just think the favoring anybody by one, everybody wins by at least one point. <laughs> so if like... one is the line, it's just saying they're going to win. That you might as well, like, that's just so weird. <laughs> you might as well just not have a line. Um, like right now you can pick the Colts to win by one minus one ten, or you can pick the Colts to win minus one twenty six. Like, why why would you bet the money line? I'm going <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go for the upset then. Uh, oh, you're gonna go with the Texans. I'm gonna go with the Texans simply because uh Anthony Richardson got a little rattled in that last game and even though I think the Colts overall played better than the Texans in week one, I don't I want to think logically about it was just being week one and there's a long season and see what happens. So I'll take the Texans. All right. Um let's see here. I'm gonna pick the Colts for now. I might go back and change it, um, depending on on how many other different we end up with. How many do we have different now? This will be our third different game. Okay. So, um, I do think Anthony Richardson looked explosive. Um, this is such a, a toss up. The thing to me, the Texans are the home team, and I and I I like D'Amico uh, Ryan's the head coach. So I I do I. I feel like the Texans will win this game, um, but I'm happy picking different if we don't end up with any other difference. So we shall see. All right. Uh, 49ers at Rams. 49ers favored by seven and a half. Seven and a half against the Rams. I want to pick the Rams, but that would be very irresponsible of me. I'm going to take the 49ers. If you pick the Rams and they win... I'll give you two points for this one. Okay, give me the Rams then. <laughs> I'll take the Rams. I think the Rams are way better than I thought they were going to be this season. I, I agree. I think the Rams are better than we thought. Make but sure I still you the 49ers. Make sure you put the like some note in the notes there that you're giving me I times am. two on that because yeah. uh, I I was a pleasantly surprised and amazed by what the Rams did in week one against Seattle in Seattle. It's crazy. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Rams are, are much better than, than we thought they'd be, but I still, I can't go against the 49ers, just look too dominant on both sides of the ball. How many points do I get with a double if I make that my confidence pick? Do I get four points? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I tell you what I will I will let you get four points, but if the Rams lose, you lose two points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, we're, then we're gonna double the loss too. If we're doubling the double, we gotta double the loss. But <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, Jets at Cowboys. Cowboys favored by nine and a half. That's such a giant line. I'll take the Jets uh, on the spread there, but um, <laughs> I'll still take the Cowboys to win it. 
at yeah, home. I, I don't think the Jets are going to be as bad as everybody thinks they are without Aaron Rodgers, but going against the Cowboys after what they just did, and it's in Dallas, sorry, their Cowboys are going to win. No, no. Commanders at Broncos. Broncos favored by three and a half. Commanders at Broncos. Um, wow. So apparently we have four different, only because I was tempted by the two times points. Yes. Um, I, I seduced you into picking the Rams. <laughs> yeah. I think the Broncos actually played well, despite... I said they'd need to prove it to me before I pick them, but... Seeing what the Commanders played against the terrible Cardinals, I'm going to take the Broncos. Yeah, I, I, I'm taking the Broncos. I wasn't even a thought in my mind. I think the Broncos are a good team. Um, they lost uh, bad luck to the Raiders because of the kicker. I think they'll they'll win that game in, in Mile High as well. See, Commanders just... I disagree. Also, I don't have any proof to me to say that the Broncos are a good team. I just, it's just they're a team that played a good team close and the Cowboys commanders played a bad team close. So I'll take the Broncos over the commanders. Either way, I think the commanders, um, interesting stat too. Commanders have not started two and O since 2011, 12 years since they've, they've been able to start a season two and O and it ain't happening this year. Mm -hmm. So dolphins at Patriots dolphins favored by three. Uh, this week, Mac Jones looks like Daniel Jones. And the Dolphins win. Okay. <laughs> Agreed. I do. I do like Bill Belichick. Um, I think this game will be close. Hence the three line. I think it's pretty fair. But Miami's still going to win this game. <clears throat> yeah. No question for me. And then Saints at Panthers. Saints favored by three. Um, we talked a lot about the Panthers game this week and how they just do not have any identity on offense. The Saints, they have something. They're working with something. So I'm going to take the Saints over the Panthers. Same. Um, the Saints have talent. Uh, so that's that's the difference in my opinion. So I'm going with the Saints. And then last one, Browns at Steelers. Browns favored by two and a half. Browns at Steelers. I'm going to take the Browns simply because of how the Steelers played in week one, but I would, I could see this one going either way. Yeah. I think this is a, a, the Steelers are a lot like the giants to me. They looked absolutely lost in week one. I think they're better than that. I think the Steelers will bounce back. Um, it's another home game. I guess they start the, the season two weeks at home, but I think the Browns look great. I think the Browns um, will win this game. I think the Steelers will put up a better fight than they did, but I still think the Browns will. So, and that gives us um, four different. So I am going to change my Colts to the Texans because um, it's too. It's just too up in the air. There's no reason to risk it to try to gain a leg up. So I'll just go with the Texans. All right, there we go. So we got three different, and you have the chance at at a bonus. Uh, if the Rams win, you just get a free uh, a free bonus. I'm I'm down All with right. the free bonus. And then as far as our locks, which is another bonus point, um, which game is going to be your lock? All right. I'm sorry. I'm trying to count like what this guy's ranked was. 
as far as receiver for our next segment. I'm trying to fill in the oh. shit as we go. Um, Do his homework in class, I see. I am totally doing homework in class because I totally forgot to fill this in before we actually started the podcast. But uh, well, I'll do mine then while you're while you're yeah. filling that out. Let me let me go through the games and I'll I'll find my lock. <clears throat> um, boy, there's some there's some crazy lines in this week. Um, I I'm just gonna make the the easy call. I'm going with the Cowboys over the Jets. Um, I mean, if Zach Wilson goes into Dallas and beats the Cowboys, it will be the story of the season. So. I'm just going with the Cowboys to beat the Jets is my lock of the week. Okay. Um, this, this will be... Damn. Now you can pick the same game. There's no rule against that. I know, but... <clears throat> I'm just... So tough. I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the Giants over the Cardinals as my lock. Okay, that's a bold uh, a bold yeah. pick. Um, I mean, didn't we talk about it earlier that the Cardinals could pull out the upset? Yeah, I'm just uh, no. I'm just I, I I don't mind like jinxing myself to give the Cardinals a win to lose a point. Because I, like, I, I, like that. I win in the end, right? Like, yeah, it's like I, it's like I said, bet money on the opponent. I, I've bet money on the Broncos this week. If the Commanders win, I'll super be happy. And yeah, if they exactly. lose, uh, make some money. So, I like it. All right. So, last segment we did this last season. We forgot to do it last week. Um, <clears throat> but fantasy sleepers this week, guys that aren't ranked uh, at the top of their position, but still could put up a a good showing. I'll go first while you finish up. Uh, quarterback, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. Um, he's the 15th-ranked quarterback. Played very well against the Bengals, going against the Steelers on Monday Night Football. I think the Steelers' offense will be better. I think the this will be a close game. It should be a fairly high-scoring game, I think. So I think Deshaun Watson is the 15th-ranked. He's going he's gonna to do better than that. They've got too many offensive weapons for him to not be a – starting off fantasy quarterback i i like that especially with what how pittsburgh looked last week and it'll be monday night football everything on display for the entire world so that'll be fun to watch um i picked russell yeah. wilson quarterback of the uh denver broncos he's the 16th ranked qb this week at home versus the commanders yeah so I think it's a great one. I, I, I almost, I thought about Russell Wilson, um, but he was ranked one spot below Deshaun Watson. So I just went with Deshaun Watson, but yeah, I, I know Russell Wilson didn't do much last season and, and I know you're, you're, you want to see the Broncos do it before you have faith in them, but I'm pretty certain they're going to do it this week against the commanders. I, I, well, let's be totally honest. As Mr. Superstition, I picked Russell Wilson so he does badly and I can watch the Commanders win. So, well, that, thank you. That is how that is how things operate <laughs> in uh in Dan's world. In in but, Dan land? Yeah. Let's see what happens. Um I mean, hey, if if you are that bad of a jinx and and it works, then then you can I'm going to just have you trade for all of the players on teams I don't like in fantasy football and and start everybody 
Just start all the Packers are you, are you and pay Vikings me for and that? Cowboys. I like to win fantasy football. I'll pay your fee. Oh yeah, I'll pay your I'll pay your league fee. And okay. As long as you only start Packers, Vikings, I mean, Cowboys. You've already you've already paid my league fee once, and uh, my team in our our money league looks real good. Might be making your money back again. <laughs> <laughs> I just take it out of your winnings. <laughs> I, know, I know that's what I'm saying. You might you might get the money back again. Um. All right. Running back, um, it's funny It's funny who you picked because I actually had them originally and then changed it. Um, I went with David Montgomery against Seattle. He's the 19th-ranked running back. He ran strong um, against the Chiefs, and the Seahawks just gave up two touchdowns to Kyron Williams. So I think David Montgomery is going to have a, a, a pretty good day on the ground against Seattle. So the one thing about the Lions game on Thursday that, that was a big deal to me and a bunch of other Lions fans is how good – Jameer Gibbs did on all of his plays that he played to not continue to get plays while David Montgomery did good on 50% of his plays and the other 50% didn't look great. So while David Montgomery looked good, um, I feel like Jameer Gibbs is going to have the better week this week for the Lions. So we'll see if you're right. And I'm, I would be totally fine if you're right, but I feel like Jameer Gibbs will have the bigger game this week. I picked Rashad White, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, running back. He's the 20th ranked, 20th ranked running back, and he's playing the Chicago defense. So um, I, I, I don't want to continue to pile on to the Bears, but until the Bears can show me that they're not what week one was, um, I'm going to pick Rashad White to rip the Bears apart. Yeah, like I said, I, I had picked him originally um, until I, I pivoted Dave Montgomery. I think Rashad Wright didn't do much week one, will bounce back. And the thing is, in, in fantasy football, especially if you play daily fantasy, the whole point is just piling on the bad teams. Like, if the Bears' defense is going to be bad, then you pick their opponent's players every single week. And until they prove that they're not bad, I'm, I'm keep picking people play against them. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I love that one. Um, I have I have a Buccaneer later. <laughs> um, my wide receiver, I went with Amari Cooper, uh, 25th ranked wide receiver, number one target. Well, I guess technically tied with Elijah uh, Moore for targets in in Cleveland, but it, it goes with my Deshaun Watson pick. I think I think the Browns. This is going to be a, a fairly high scoring game. Um, I like the Browns' offense. If if Deshaun Watson has a good day, Amari Cooper's going to have a good day. So I hope so because. Amari Cooper is one of my keepers in one of my keeper leagues. And after week one, I'm like, why did I keep this guy? Holy crap, he's not doing anything. In a game where the Browns were dominating the Browns. Or the Brown the Browns are dominating the Bengals. So oh, um, I guess he it, didn't have a good day. He did not. Yeah. And it, it took until after halftime for him to start pouring it on. So um if Amari Cooper can figure it out throughout an entire game, I will be happy with that pick. Um, after week one, I'm curious to see if that was an anomaly because it's just week one, you know? So I'll be happy uh, if that's the case. I picked well, Michael Thomas. the Tom- Steelers' defense just got trounced by the 49ers. So if the Steelers' defense is that bad, then, yeah, hopefully Amari Cooper can have a brand new I mean, he's that play. good. You just got to have Deshaun Watson looking at him then. So – if yeah. that's the case, then we're in a good spot. Um, I took Michael Thomas. I talked about him earlier in this podcast um, in that Saints game. He's back. 
He's the 35th ranked wide receiver, and the Saints are playing the Carolina Panthers, who were not yeah. very good last week. So um, I feel like with all the hype around Michael Thomas and what he did, and even with the hype of just being his first game to see if he's back back, um, I think he's going to pull something out against the Panthers. And as a 35th ranked wide receiver, having him in to do that would be a good spot for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Saints, um, you know, they won a close one against the Titans. I think it's Carolina. They win much more convincingly. So I like it. Uh, last up, tight end. Um, I Like I said, I had a Buccaneer. I went Kate Otten, 29th ranked tight end. Um, the, the Bears could not they literally let luke musgrave run around free in the yeah. open field <laughs> the rookie so, yeah the rookie. I, Kate Otten, I mean 29th ranked tight end the guys he'll, he'll get four catches for 50 yards but that's nine points is more than most tight ends get nowadays so no. yeah um we talked about this when we recapped the panthers game hayden hurst one of the most targeted players for the panthers I picked Hayden Hurst, 21st ranked tight end versus the New Orleans Saints. I feel like there's nothing behind Hayden Hurst as far as wide receivers go. Maybe Mingo, maybe Chark, maybe one of them just finally decides to figure it out this week. But Hayden Hurst was looked at a lot by uh, Bryce Young. So um, I feel like Hayden Hurst is the guy for Carolina Panthers against New Orleans. So in that game, I've picked like Michael Thomas, wide receiver, and Hayden Hurst, tight end, on the other side. So we'll see what happens there. I like it. I like it. Awesome. Cool. Well, there you go. That's our week two preview. All right, everybody. Well, that is going to do it for week one recap versus the week two preview. Um, uh, it went a little longer than we had hoped. But we're trying to just figure out how we do this with a weekly podcast in the, in the week. I know that we've we finally whittled it down uh, in the preseason to about an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, but this this I expected this to be honest for week one. So we'll figure especially out. early in the season when there's there's more to talk about because it's new and fresh by week. 12 you know there's not as much to talk about because it's like oh bryce young sucked again let's move this on this guy did what he so. does does every week uh, so um yeah, yeah this is kind of exactly. what happened last season we did the same thing it yep. started long <laughs> in the beginning and got hey, at least we have yeah, we're so. under three hours i mean come on give us a break yeah that didn't happen our, our podcast is exclusively for long-haul truckers yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh you have to drive to and from work all week uh Thursday afternoon and Friday morning and evening. That's how you get this podcast. But um, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week to cover everything from week two, like we do, and going into week three and see what's going on. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you. You can find us on Twitter slash X at Coffin Corners. You can find us on TikTok at Coffin Corner Podcast. Had a few pretty funny TikToks over the weekend uh, dealing with everything that happened in week one. You can find us on YouTube where we live stream every Wednesday night at youtube.com slash at Coffin Corner. That is where you can find our live streams or you can find us anywhere podcasts are found. You just search Coffin Corner Podcast and you will find us. Just look for that corner pylon logo and you will know that you are in the right place. So thank you everybody for listening. 
Uh, Richie, do you have any final words for the listeners? I do not. All right. Well, there he is. The man of few words. Home White Earp. Until then, thank you, everybody, for being here. We'll catch you next week. You have a great week, too. And may your teams win and the people you hate fall, like, in the worst way possible. (laughs) Until then, we'll catch you guys (laughs) on the other side. Bye, everyone.